This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, You'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that still can't quite believe Chelsea's propensity to shoot themselves in the foot. Now, after the draw to Huddersfield scuppered the last few hopes Chelsea had of Champions League football next season, uh, we retained the small hope of a confidence-boosting win and performance against Newcastle in the last league game of the season to take us to next weekend's FA Cup final with confidence. What did we get? A performance so limp and gutless that it makes you wonder if there is any point in turning up next week at all. Hmm. No pace, no creativity, uh, and totally outplayed and outfought by a team with nothing to play for who had lost four on the trot. In a season of regular low points, this defeat was arguably the worst of the lot. If we've learned one thing this season, we have a team of karma killers. Oh well. Knowing Chelsea, they are just as likely to reverse expectations next Saturday and win the FA Cup. But having seen the frequent uh, capitulations this season, do not bet on it. Anyway, the name of this show is the Chelsea Fancast 426, Karma Killers. And uh, I've got some karma killers or passion killers or whatever killers with me tonight. And they start with, in no particular order, Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Hello, Chidge. How nice to be on the show. Um, It's lovely to be here. I had the impression that passion killers were a a rather appalling pair of um, uh, completely inappropriate underwear. (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> Lovely. It always reminds me of uh, that that scene in Bridget Jones. Yes. You know, when she had those, yes, those underpants. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think they're Let's leave our audience with that thought. To talk about and um, uh, intrigued by um, uh, 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 Tony's uh, letter that you've, uh, you've mm. got. 
Yes, great yes. Great food for thought. Great food for thought. That's coming up, everybody uh, listening. It's really going to be worth it. Yeah, I, I saw that. Do you know what? I saw that. I was at a gig last night, and I was just t- checking my Twitter in the pub, as you do. And I was with a couple of mates, uh, my best mate, actually, who's very, he's a big Southampton fan. And I, I showed him to that. I said, mate, I know this is Chelsea, but, you know, if you like football, you'll love this. And he, he said, wow, that's amazing, mate. So, yes, that's very much to be looking forward to. Now, uh, also on the show, of course, we've got the wonderful Clayton Beerman. Hello. How are you? How are you? I'm all right, mate. How are you? I'm very well, thank you very much. Uh, obviously, buzzing after yesterday's feast of football. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, and really yes. looking forward to venting my spleen, although my spleen may not be as vented as you think. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear it, and let's hope uh, things uh, are not quite as doom and gloom as uh, as it. I mean, it, you know, I watched it in a. In a there's a kind when you know when I'm in London and I'm not at the match and it's on Sky. A lot of kind of things have to you know, uh, a line, then, uh, because I don't have Sky at home, uh, then uh, I have to watch it in uh, in the local Rileys, which is interesting. Uh, it's, it's all right, actually. It's it's all right. It works very, very well. Uh, and I actually had a perfect spot yesterday because I managed to be in a position where I could shield myself from the remainder of the bar who were all watching the Liverpool game. Uh, and I sat. I, I had a little table and a nice, comfortable seat all to myself next to the bar. I hasten to add, so that was all jolly good. So yeah, it wasn't too bad. Anyway, oh, that's, uh, that, that, that's experience, mate. That's experience. It is. It, is. it was lovely. Uh, it was all lovely apart from the football. Anyway, uh, last but by no means least, uh, a person who was actually there in the gods at St James's Park, uh, the uh, Ms Alexandra Churchill. Yeah. Whoa, the fuck is me. <laughs> Oh, bless, bless. <laughs> what time did you get back last night, then? Oh, midnight. Left at 4am, back at midnight. Obviously really thrilled to have spent money on that. And could have you... been at home with Bertie, yes, the kitten. As was opposed it your to... first kitten? Alex, what? was it your first time at St James's Park? No, no, no. I, I usually do sack it off because I really do object to where they stick the away fans. But because yeah. it was the last game of the season, I said I'd do it this year and obviously right. didn't regret that decision for one fucking no, not, second. Not one dropped. No, no, good. No. Sorry, I, I just put on Twitter, Conte may be out of, all out of fucks to give, but I am not. There are plenty coming, I think. Okay, all right. This this uh, this show will carry an X rating. Um, anyway, Alex, I can. I, you you may have got back from Geordie Land uh, at uh, midnight. Do you know what time I got back home last night? I do, because you told me earlier, you dirty stop out. Yeah. Half two. I know. Half two. Who'd who'd have thought that Taylor Swift concerts went so late? <laughs> no, it was it was it was my no 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 no. It was my new best friend, Mr. Kirk Brandon, and Spear of Destiny up in uh, uh-huh. up in the venue in London. But it God, the time by the time I got back, because I gave I gave a mate a lift back, and so by the time I got to bed, it was it was half two. I couldn't believe it. Anyway, enough of my words. It was a great gig, but Kirk, if you're listening, and I think Kirk does listen to this show actually, as you remember the other week we had him on. Uh, we had an interview with Kirk Brandon. Kirk, it was an absolutely fantastic gig, mate. You lot were on fire. We thoroughly enjoyed it. Brilliant stuff. Anyway, enough of all of that. Uh, okay, on the show tonight, we will be discussing how Chelsea saved the worst till last. Uh, and have the manager and the players given up, or are they saving it all for the final? In part two, we ask, has the club broken Conte, and who is to blame? 
uh, Conte, the board, the players, or all of them. Uh, can we win the Cup next weekend? And will it mitigate the disappointing league campaign? And in part three, we ask, what will the ramifications of Europa League football be next season? And we say good luck to Alex and Heon in the Football Blogging Awards, which are on Thursday night. So there we go. And of course, part four, we've got a couple of great emails that will merit some discussion, I feel. So look forward to that now. Uh, Of course, as always, don't forget, uh, you can listen to the show live every Monday at 7 o'clock by going to mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea-Fancast, where, of course, you can join in the chat by posting on the live chat page. And you can also tweet at Chelsea-Fancast during the show. And we will try our best not to ignore you, although... You know, I can't guarantee that because, you know, basically I'm quite busy doing the show. But anyway, we will try. We will try. Uh, Now, um, there are, apart from this week, uh, next Monday is the last Monday night Chelsea fancast of the season. Hooray, you all shout. Uh, We we all go off on our summer holidays. However, this year, they're slightly different, actually, because uh, we are continuing with the Love Sport radio show on the Friday. Um which is great. Uh, apart from this week, we're doing it on the Thursday night because, of course, we'll all be at the Legends game on the Friday. So the London, uh, the Love Sport radio show is on Thursday this week. It will be... I haven't done the schedule yet, so this will be a surprise to one of us. Um, basically, it'll be me, Jonathan, and Clayton. It's like the... And I can reveal the exclusive winner is... Sorry, the short straw goes to Clayton Beerman, who will be with us on Thursday. Is that all right, Clay? Uh, well, I yeah, I, I did see uh, I did see that in the script that I was taking part on <laughs> Thursday, which was uh, I, I did offer, I did offer. You but, did offer. Yeah. Aaron, this is true. Will love it. Aaron will love it, Clayton. He completely loves you. You are well, every week. You well, just, you have to great I, the great this great name he goes on about all the time. Clayton Beerman. <laughs> indeed, I think I might be second in his affections to somebody else. Cheers. Yeah, Chidge. Yeah, I thought no, so. definitely not me. Definitely, no, definitely not me. Did over only Look. fools and horses. He's the only other person I know where you can just say a quote and they'll know the next line from the script. And there is mm. the other person. <laughs> the, the thing is, have you have you noticed, Jonathan, that actually of all the people that have been on the show, he loves Clayton, he loves Alex, and he loves Marco. He's never said he loves you and me, and we're on it every week. <laughs> we're on it every week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a rub. There's the answer. There is the rub. I shall, All I right, shall you bring, lot. I shall bring sweets this week. Oh, good man. Good man. Make sure you they don't have uh, pork gelatine in them. Hey, chocolate. Chocolate, please. Bit of chocolate. Thank you. Uh, do okay. jelly babies we'll... have pork gelatine in them? They do. Yes. They do. Yeah. yeah. They are, there's certain Haribo that don't have it in. If How it says I... vegetarian, then you're okay. If they yeah. say suitable for vegetarians, then you're all right. Do they do they right. say that on sweets? Yeah, it's because it's um it's a Muslim thing, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. It's so not. You, what not you want halal. to bring, Clayton? You, you want to bring halal sweets, okay? Make sure they're halal. As long as if they say vegetarian, then they haven't got the gel- animal gelatin in. I know that like Percy pigs in M and S, and I think that lot have got them. In. Oh, you can't have Percy pig. That's not halal. Well, it is if you <laughs> have gelatin in. <laughs> So they're not really, they're not really made out of the pig. irony, <laughs> the irony that you can eat a pig because he's vegetarian. Yeah, I'm making stupid noises with my computer. Apologies to that. It wasn't like I was ringing a bell to make them shut up. Although that's a very good idea, much as I love them. Um, just to recap, the love, the love sport radio show, of course, Friday. Sorry, this Thursday at seven o'clock till nine p.m. Um, 
Now, uh, what we need you to do, of course, is not only to tune in, but to phone in as well. What's the number, JK? Uh, 0208-702558. And uh, how brilliant was it that we got loads and loads of people phoning up this uh, last last show? Fantastic, because we then didn't, we could just fall asleep if we wanted while they talked. Yeah. Do you know what I love most about it? I mean, I love it. I love hearing from people. I much prefer to hear other people's opinions than our own nonsense. But uh, I, I, I create a whole kind of running order for the show, uh, which I spend a little bit of time on doing, and it requires a bit of brain power. And then when lots and lots of people phone up, it goes completely out the window. And I actually, the perverse side of me, loves that. Yeah. You know, it absolutely loves that. So, yeah, phone in, people. We need you to phone in. Thank you to so many of you who did uh, last Friday. Uh, Paul Crowder's in the house. He phoned up, amongst many others. It was great to hear from you. Uh, so there we go. So make sure you check it out. It's lovesportradio.com. Um, it's also on 558 AM. And, of course, the uh, digital. Uh, it's a digital radio station, so you can get it on DAB. Uh, of course, if you, if you, you can listen to it on your phone if you've got a radio player or tune-in app. And... Uh, and I commend it to you. Please, please listen. Oh, the other thing is, of course, we do release it as a podcast afterwards. So if you do miss it by any chance, panic not. It'll be up on the usual Chelsea Fancast outlets. Now, talking of Mixler people, loads of you in there. Uh, Eric Laver, Andrew Self, Sean B, John Chip Chiverton, Vinda Blue, Kate, the lovely Katie Hailstone, English Dan, Gary Wilson, Kevin Pradge, oh, Paul Burgess, so many. It's great to see you all in here. Andy Silverman, he does this every week. Just as I'm about to go to the break, Andy pops in with a little post on Mixer to remind me he's still there. Andy, hope you're well, mate. Keep fighting. We love you. Don't forget that. Right, uh, now, after this very short break, we're going to be talking about that horror show that we witnessed uh, on Sunday. Let's carry on, people. All right. Uh, it's good to be back. Uh, okay. I'm going to start this off, actually, with a wonderful uh, tweet that uh, our great friend, who's on the show regular-like, Mr. Liam Toomey from ESPN, uh, he said this. He said, this might be, or that might be, the worst half of football I've seen Chelsea play this season, and there's plenty of competition, op- offered absolutely nothing. And that was just the first half. <laughs> so, <laughs> good grief. You know it's bad. I mean, I, I really did leave yesterday with a, with a sense that, 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 well done, Chelsea, you really saved the worst performance to last. Um, it, it was, I thought it was awful. I mean, they never looked like scoring. The defence was porous. I mean, they, they basically looked disinterested and passive, uh, not for the first time this season, I hate, hasten to add. And, and they created nothing and, and also were, were vulnerable in defence. I mean, the only thing I can say in, in some mitigation, JK, was, you know, were, were Conte and the players saving it all for the cup final or 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 was it just as awful as it appeared have they given up don't you think it would have been better to have maintained the the winning momentum that we established with the five in a row after liverpool which he then destroyed by putting six players into the huddersfield game god Um, there's an idea you'd think if someone got paid eight million a year that might occur to them yeah yeah because because i managed to think about it and i know nothing about football and uh so uh um but uh um 
and then after the six, he puts eight, makes eight changes, which at least some of them were some of the players coming back. But he still doesn't play Rudiger, who I thought was fantastic against Liverpool. Um, uh, everybody appears to be on Mogadon. Um, nobody appears to be making any effort. Uh, uh, it was very difficult to watch, wasn't it? And and I I, uh, I kept thinking of all our supporters up at the... Um, uh, in the uh, the crow's nest, there gazing down on the insects and uh, thinking whether the whether the the weather was any different up there most of the time. But I I, I thought they did wonderfully. You got these little little bits of uh, carefree, and one man went to mo coming through on the television, and uh, um, I was very impressed by their their constant um, their constant uh, singing and, and getting behind the team. But then you think at the end, but. They spent all this money to get up there and were treated with that uh, absolute garbage. I mean, the 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 problem I have is, um, I'll keep going on about it, is that it, it, he's very good at the moment of, of turning it in every interview, any chat with him back on, it's nothing to do with me. Um, it, it's all to do with, well, obviously, the other people it's to do with must be the board. And yet, uh, um, my view is that the manager should be in a position to select good sides and keep them going and um, tell them the importance of a match and tell them to um, you know, to get annoyed with them if they're not playing well. And all he does now is just stand looking at the ground. Uh, at least when, when Avram, Avram Grant did it, um, uh, we were probably four up at the time. So oh, there was uh, a fair bit of picking his nose as well yesterday. Oh, yes, he does that. Yeah. He does that now, he concentrated yeah. quite heavily on that for a 15-minute spell in the second half and we were 2-0 down or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, mm. but, um, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's all come to uh, a very strange series of events now, hasn't it? I think my, my argument, is, as I've said on the show on several occasions, has been this is the first time we have allowed... Um, a manager uh, who is demonstrating inadequacy and an inability to manage. We've allowed them to last the whole season. And unfortunately, this has given rise to um, a, a wonderful series of theories as to why it's all turned sour on Twitter, some of which I, I just, you wonder what on earth people do in the year how they've come up with these theories. Well, somebody let's, let's, let's park those. Let's not talk about let's that. I was, going, I, was go, I was going to. I was going to, but I was just so. I thought it was fucking tin tin hat tin foil hat oh, garbage. To be honest, mate. God, but anyway, let's let's so, not even give it the credit people's, it deserves. People's ignorance. People. That's what really gets me. Is people who aren't making any assessments based on 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 any kind of previous experience of watching Chelsea or watching any kind of football club, a kind of mass meltdown. And you keep thinking, hang on a second, we did win the title last year. We're not Spurs, you know, we, we don't win anything ever. Let's not panic, but let's analyse this in a in a proper way, in a deep, no, no, let's see exactly what's going on. Let's put forward a few theories. Let's not, um, not just blame hundreds of people for something that, that ultimately we don't know anything about, you know, that's with a kind of conviction that, that none of us possess. So how on earth, and we tend to analyse it quite cogently, but uh, it's... Uh, it's I'm going to bring Clayton, I'm going to bring Clayton in. Clayton, I mean, you know, I, I personally, I think change, you know, making six changes against Huddersfield from a very good performance against Liverpool and then making a further eight effectively against Newcastle had an awful lot to do with that shoddy performance yesterday. I mean, they, they really didn't look like they knew who half 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 of each other were. 
Um, but on the other hand, mate, you know, again, you know, these are not bad. This is what I don't get, Clayton. These are not bad players. These are decent players. As Jonathan pointed out, they won the league last year. So how much, how much of the responsibility for that performance lies at Conte's door and how much of it lies at the player's door? Um, I think initially you'd have to look at the manager. One, because he picks the team. And two, he's supposed to motivate the team. And he doesn't look like he's motivating anything. He looks like he couldn't give a toss, which is bonkers. You know, he got us back. You know, that old expression, the hope that kills you. He got us back into a really good place after the Liverpool victory. Everybody's buzzing for Huddersfield. And then he mucks about with a side. And you think, really? I mean, apart from anything else why on what planet would you ever 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 start a game of football without Eden Hazard on the pitch it's inexcusable I am baffled week after week after week when he takes him off with five minutes to go with ten minutes to go even if we're winning and and, and let's be honest we've not tonked anybody so when he's gone off we may be may have been a, a goal up he is our best player and unless he's hurt he should be on there. He should never be substituted. It's it's absolutely insane. Okay, so that's that. I mean, the other thing is where he isn't to blame is what has happened to Pedro. You know, if you pick Pedro in a side, you expect him to play football. He's a good footballer. He ain't anymore. Now, it might be because he's completely hacked off with being a bit part player. But when he comes on, he looks awful. He started that game against Huddersfield and he was dreadful. I don't know what's happened to him. I'm not picking on him because it's it's, it's other players. I mean, people like Zappa Costa last Wednesday. I mean, he is not. He's not a Premier League footballer. I'm sorry. I don't like to coat our players off. So I was looking at I was looking at the the team that he picked yesterday and the bench and out of the 18 players I worked out there were sort of nine and a half that I'd keep. And that was Cortar, Asby, Christensen, Kante Emerson, Hazard, Alonso Rudiger, William, and I I put a question mark against Giroud because I think Giroud's a decent Giroud's a decent impact sub, but yesterday proved again when he starts a game, he looks lost. I just so ultimately, it's down to it's down to Antonio. He's in charge of that bunch. You know, he's not kicking ass. Half time yesterday, I think we'll all agree with perhaps I don't know, with the exception of I mean, what what people forget is we were equally bad at Southampton. Yeah, equally bad. You know, up until sixty five minutes, we were as bad as we were yesterday. Yeah. And yesterday, Giroud's fantastic attempt would have made it one all. I'm not justifying anything that is yesterday. And then Barkley, that would have been two up. And we didn't create anything like that against Southampton until Giroud came on and scored. So, awful first half. What did he do to change it? Nothing. And that, that's, that's down to the manager. Yeah. 
Um, I, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm disinclined to uh, disagree with that, if you see what I mean. Uh, Alex, uh, you know, Clay, Clayton's kind of pinning it on Conte, really. You know, I mean, there's a sense that he's he's trying to, um, you know... Well, the only argument in mitigation that you can give is that he wants to win the FA Cup. So he was kind of... He chucked in the league. I mean, let's say he chucked it in after Wednesday's performance, shall we? Let's be fair. Uh, and and therefore was you know trying to give a few players that might be useful a run out and protecting the the key players so that uh, you know he can have a real crack at the FA Cup and leave with a bit of glory. But you know I, I can say that with a straight face. But the other side of me just feels that he's giving it all in. And I mean I know in your blog you you were very critical of him, weren't you? I've just felt I've had enough of him now. I think I put I'll, I'll start. I'm glad Clayton did all the sensible things, so I'm just going to rant now. I'll start by saying that the players are by no means completely absolved and innocent of that performance yesterday because they look like they'd never fucking met each other before. Having said that, what the fuck has this guy done in the last three months? He seriously has... I mean, he's put... I, I feel that he has run him into the ground. I, I know he's physically run him in the ground. I got it from Blue Squirrel. Everybody kind of knows how hard he is when he's training them and stuff like that. And... and um, kind of messing with their schedules and things um but i just feel like how can you possibly expect those players to come bouncing out of the dressing room and win when all they fucking hear is they aren't the players he wanted he hadn't got the players he wanted you can only win with what you've got if you don't spend the money blah blah all he's done is bitch and moan and whine and sulk for months now and if you're telling me that that doesn't have a catastrophic result for the people that you're working under, then you're an idiot. Mm. I think you can't really sum it up much better than that. So what we're going to do is we're going to carry on that uh, theme, I think, in in part two. Uh, We're going to be asking, you know, has the club to a degree actually broken Conte? I mean, I I, I saw him on the touchline. He he looks a shadow of the man he was last season. Maybe maybe they've just all got to him. Um, uh, So we're going to also ask, who is to blame? Conte, the board, the players, or all of them? Can we win the Cup next weekend? And will it mitigate the disappointing league campaign? See you in a sec. The only place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Right, welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge, and uh, this is the Chelsea Fancast, of course. And uh, I have got with me Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Hello, everybody. I have the delectable... Uh, somewhat spiky genius that is Alexandra Churchill, she of girl who likes balls fame. Mini fame, maybe. Mini fame. Alex, where's your microphone? In my face. <laughs> I was really worried about what might come might come back <laughs> at me then. But that's that aside, yeah, I wondered where it was because you sounded a bit distant. Uh, it's just I have to hold in the headphone jack oh, when I speak. That- that was beautiful. You sounded lovely then. Uh, great to have Alex on the show as always. We don't have her on enough. And uh, last but no, by no means least, one of my favourite people in the world with an equally favourite name, Mr. Clayton Beerman. Hello. Lovely to have you on the show, dear chap. Lovely now, uh, to this be junction, here. 
at this juncture, it's about time I should say we have, in fact, talking of Alex, whose blog went up uh, at stupid o'clock this morning, go and check it out if you haven't already. It's at chelseafancast.com and you'll find all sorts of stuff there. All the podcasts go up there. Lots of news about what we do, where we do it and some very excellent writing. Simon Phillips put a cracking uh, blog up there last week. I think he did a little interview with Neil Shipley. So thank you, Simon. And well done to everybody who writes for us. And in particular, thank you to... uh, the wonderful Gion Carbis for hanging it all together. Now, um, I kind of posited uh, the idea that, um, you know, I know it's very, we're very quick to blame Conte, and, I, and, and, and I, I, I'm a supporter, I'm passionate. I, I, when things go pear-shaped, I, I like to have somebody that I can point the finger at and say, you is the one that is responsible for this. But I, I did kind of contemplate... Um, you know, I mean, we've all been saying he's chucked it in, he's given up, he's sulking. All of this may be true, and I accept that. But I, I just kind of wondered, you know, maybe, 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 maybe he's been ground down by the club. You know, maybe they've broken him like they've broken so many others. Uh, and, and something really, uh, you know, has, uh, I mean, really, it's this year. It's really since the turn of the year. We were actually second on New Year's Eve, only six points off Man City. If you, if you say that now, it sounds absolutely unbelievable, doesn't it? And, and since then, we've dropped 27 points out of a possible 51 this year, this calendar year. Uh, and that means we've picked up only 24 points from 17 matches. I mean, that's bottom half form, if you ask me. We've won seven, drawn four and lost six. Um, you know, so really, it's it's just this uh, half the season. Now, what I'm going to do, if you, if you don't mind, people, before kind of getting into this, because Tony... Glover, who we know and love very, very well, you know, he put out a, a, a series of tweets, a tweet thread, I believe they call it, uh, last night after the game, which was just brilliantly put together, and it kind of sums up most of the stuff that I want to want to talk about in this part. So, if you bear with me, I'm just going to read this out for the the people at home. And I've entitled it a memo from Tony Glover. He says, "So, I'm, I'm not going to do it in the voice of Tony, okay? Um, so, I'm still pro Conte." Despite the disappointment of this season, which uh, could still finish with Chelsea winning the second biggest English trophy, sacking it another coach tells you what? Has every previous manager been crap? Or could it be a system that's failing? You see, we've had success, but it's been a bit boom and bust of late. That's because of other clubs have developed more sustainable models and are building. They're introducing youth, slowly but quicker than us. So we just blunder on and on under a silent, despotic owner who, threw, who, who, although generous, has zero connection to the fans. That owner appointed a board with nothing but business skills, and after Amanalo left, placed up football operations under a capable businesswoman with less football nows than most of us fans. Ask yourself this, what manager will ever oversee the introduction of academy players when he knows he'll be out after two years, if he's lucky? Also... If you're a talented manager, why would you risk your reputation by coming to us? When our nappy-shitting contingent got upset because Rogers said he wouldn't come to us because he wanted to build a career and not destroy it, how can you say he was wrong? Any manager with principles would swerve us if he had any sense. And don't get me wrong, I don't want a 20-year tenure, but Klopp looks to have been given time and assurance by Liverpool. Same for Poch at Spurs. Pep at City had everything put in place for him. He'll leave when he's bored. But he won't come near us because he's turned us down twice already. Why? Because above all, he can see the constraints and sheer basket case nature of of the club hierarchy. I'm pretty sure Arsenal will put a route back to the top table based on a strategy not based on 18-month manager tenures. 
I've said it a few times today, but our constant issues are not and can't all be manager-related. If the players are disillusioned, then ask why. Maybe because the manager gets fucked off by being isolated from any long-term planning. And yes, this gets picked up by the players. Players who are seasoned pros then put in Sunday pub team performances like today because they're infected by the rot coming down from the top. This is what happens when you reduce the manager role to that of milk monitor. So we, we, so we take many great managers and, resu- and reduce them to little more than scout pack sixers and then reduce all communications to the fans into social media bland soundbites and controlled press conferences whilst leaking disinformation and tidbits with the sole purpose of generating dissent amongst the fans and feeding a voracious and vindictive media who are looking for the next big story with which to line their non-dom billionaire proprietor bank accounts. And we fall for it every time. So, whilst like most, I have enjoyed the success, I now think the owner has removed the soul of the club over his tenure, the abusive silent father who gives you the presents but beats you at the same time. I find myself increasingly disconnected from the club who stole my heart in 1970 with a battling underdog FA Cup win over Leeds in Royal Blue. A club where you could meet your heroes in the pub after the game. A club that didn't suck sponsors' cocks for money. A club that had heart and soul even under the loathsome Ken Bates. Now it's a business, hell-bent on cash generation and getting tourists into the Nike Not Chelsea shop and into the stadium. The only heart and soul connection I have these days is to the lovely friends I've met and got to know at the pub and on podcasts. You know who they are. We do, Tony. Uh, So I would keep Antonio Conte, get a decent director of football, and yes, maybe that could be Wenger with his huge knowledge of football. Uh, Use the closed season to start again with a new model with which to bring something something sustainable in terms of success and capitalising on the successful academy and to return the club back to something the fans can feel connected to and part of. That is all. Chelsea, keep the blue flag flying high, up the Chelsea. Um... I mean, Jesus, we know we know how good Tony is. Oh, he's there, he's in Mixler tonight. I mean, we know how good Tony is because he's on this show regularly enough and if any of you have had enough sense to listen to the podding shed, you'll hear similar uh, sense being spoken there. But, I mean, Jonathan, I, he's pretty much fleshed out the entirety of the issue there, I think. He really, really has. You know, but it's his issue. It's Tony's issue completely because I don't think it's anywhere near what's going on at all. I don't think the board ever, ever deliberately appoint a manager to sack him after two years. I think it's because they don't perform well enough or they don't they don't like the way they're not being that they don't like the way they're being treated by the board. If the board have certain ways of 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 doing things, which once again has resulted in 15 trophies, um, uh, I I think the manager should realize that's going to be the case. This all evolved because he he didn't get what he wanted in the transfer market. He didn't get Bonucci, but they wanted Bonucci. Um, he wanted to get Bonucci, who wanted a two-year contract, even despite being and um, 60,000. Um, um, sorry, 60,000, I'm talking about. Um, uh, um, how much would he, would he um, oh God, I can't think, how much money? Um, uh, so much a week, you know, 200,000 a week or something. Um, and so he then threw his toys out of the pram, created a problem with the board initially. Then exactly the same thing had happened in, in January. So he did, but he did it twice. So this is entirely of Conte's own making. And, and I really don't think that the board are as bad as, as everybody keeps making out. I think they're, they're possibly running with some kind of, of, 
of stricture on what they're going to actually be spending. But it's not going to be a manager who comes in and says, I want all these players and that's going to help me win everything. He has to do it along with them. Um, uh, I'm just, it's, it's, tr it's tricky for me to look at all of this because there's so many, I'd like to di dissect it, but it's almost as if I'd like to dissect it. Um, I'd like to dissect it in a minute when I look at it and you get somebody else in and I'll come back with a few more responses because yeah, yeah. there are I mean, so look, many things I just don't agree okay, with. I will. I will then. I mean, look, I, I, the, what, the only riposte I have to what you said is that you may well be right in this instance. But I think if you take the bigger picture, look, um, it, you can't fail to notice that we've had 10 managers in 15 years. So, you know, it tells me that it can't all be the managers. It can't all be the players. There is something dysfunctional and systemically wrong with the way that this football club is run. And I think that's what Tony's pointed to. Uh, Clayton, what say you? Um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of what Tony said is right. But I think the only thing, well, there's a couple of things I take issue with. We're not the only club that sold our soul. Football's changed. It's not the same. Um, and it's not the same anywhere. So I think whilst you can point to the sort of Nike shop and I think, I mean, it is awful, but that's the way it is. And I think that's the way it is in a lot of clubs. Um, so I don't actually think we're any different. And the other thing is, I, I think that, you know, you can have a go at Roman. And I, I know that people are beginning to have a go at Roman and say he's lost interest in this that, and the other. I think the thing is that we've had the most incredible 15 years. How we've done it, some would say it's by accident because it's been a bit haphazard and we are, you know, where are we at the moment? We won the league last year. You know, I think there has to be some perspective because the bottom line is, however crap we were yesterday, however crap... Um, the players were yesterday yes they have to take responsibility the manager has to take responsibility but we're going to finish we're going to finish fifth okay we're finishing fifth because that's where we deserve to be anybody who's watched us play this year knows that we're actually not very good you know and that 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 unfortunately is is the be all and end all we are not very good this year we haven't been very good this year and we are where we are and maybe actually we you know we're lucky to be in fifth place because we're Chelsea we could end up winning the cup final now however much it's a generational thing if we win the cup final next Saturday I will be absolutely delighted I will be made up and I know that Joe Tweed's put something out there today saying oh, if we win the cup does that make up for everything else well of course it does I mean for God's sake you you know every year you go in to four tournaments if you're lucky, if you're in Europe. And if we win one of those four tournaments, that has got to be a successful season. I'm sorry. You know, the fact is, you look at Liverpool, Spurs, Everton, Villa, Newcastle, Leeds, all big clubs. When was the last time they won a cup? You know, when was the last time they were in a final? Not the FA Cup final. You know, not to mention the league... You know, we've won the league two out of the last four seasons. I mean, I think people have got to stand back and think, for God's sake, we have had so much success that we are now becoming 
the moany ones, you know, the moany ones, oh, this is no good and that's no good. Okay, fine. Look at all the other teams in the division. You know, if you said to a Newcastle fan yesterday, would you like to be in the cup final? God, blimey. That, that is a club that is so desperate for success. Hang on, Jonathan. Let me, hang on, Jonathan. Let me just come back. I, I think that's all very well and good. But I think both you and Jonathan are, are looking at it in a granular way and missing the big picture. And I, I, there is a ver- I have a suspicion, there's a real fear that I have that this summer that actually the cycle of, of management that we've had in, you know, and I, when I say management, I mean the board and, and the managers themselves uh, may, its dysfunctionality may come home to roost this summer. And there's a chance that this could be the last FA Cup final that we could be seeing for quite a while, because what we know about this league, what we know about football in particular, that it can be secular. And, you know, we could do a Liverpool. We could drop out for a long time if we don't sort out some of the systemic issues that I think are wrong with the club. That's what I think. Jonathan, I'm going to quickly, Jonathan, and then I want to bring Alex in. All right. Oh, no, I was just um, I, I'm just saying, in a sense, what we what you've said there, Clayton, and what I was saying um, denies everything that is said from Tony. If we win another trophy, because regardless of what despair we're having watching them, they're going to they're going to win a trophy, possibly, in which case, not that it will be a great season, but I agree with you completely. It will be another trophy and none of the other teams in the top three above us are winning trophies. I've seen the United obviously won the Europa League last year, but not Spurs and Liverpool, who suddenly are the darlings of the media because they want them, you know, from 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 a historical aspect, they want them to be um, above us. It suits them because they've all been supporting them for so long What when they've won nothing. So, uh, you know, there are, I think you can pick into bits and pieces of, of Tony's theory. In the same way, Chidge, I, 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 I think it's a terribly negative thing that we're looking at here. All it needs for me is a decent manager in um, uh, to get rid of, of, of this, 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 the fact that it's stalled completely this year. And I'll go on about this all the time. This is the only time we've kept a manager who's not been any good. You should have got somebody in and then the team would have somehow recovered or perhaps it is player power. I don't know ultimately, but I honestly think that they'll, they'll make it work. But these things will slow, surely, slowly happen. But it, my, my major criticism of this is there's a, there's a big feeling the board is useless. All these things you read in, Tony, there's nothing going on in the club that means the club is actually thinking about what's happening on the pitch. And trust me, they think about that all the time. It's a constant with them. There isn't, it isn't as if he's just disappeared and nothing's happening. They are really, they are thinking about this. I don't know what game they're playing because he's still there as a manager. And I don't know whether he's going to, whether they hope he'll be there next year or what, what exactly is going on. But they are thinking about it. They're not all inept. So, you know. All right, Alex. Um, you know, we could talk about this for four hours, let alone the few minutes that we've got. But, uh, you know, if I could kind of, uh, you know, summarise it in, into, the, into the very short thing that I said earlier on, who's to blame, Conte, the board, the players, or is it all three elements? Oh, the manager, the board, the players, if you want to broaden it out a bit. Is it, is it, is it a combination of all of them or, or, or can you single it out? Yeah, all three. I think Tony's memo goes too far. Um, the other way in I, I hate this specter of the board as this big bogeyman that's responsible for all our problems because that's bollocks um 
But I don't think it's all Conte's fault either. I think he's a massive part of it. I think he's an idiot who shot himself in the foot. I think he could have spent years at the club. I think they were willing to invest in a manager. And he turns up to, uh, turns up just after winning the league and says, oh, I don't know if I fancy this. He has completely dug his own grave um, and to an extent dragged the club down with it. But the board aren't completely innocent. The players aren't completely innocent. I honestly think it's a combination of all three. I've never once said, oh, just sack him. Never because it's not the answer, but he's, right now, I don't, I will not be sorry when he walks away. Um, I do despair a bit of what goes on in the boardroom, um, but someone pointed out as well that the whole thing has catastrophically fallen apart since Emanalo left, really, this season, and Mm -hmm. was he not the bogeyman before, so... Was everybody right? Well, he was. I mean, you know, Conte, Conte, Conte picked up on this, didn't he, in the press this weekend? Do you, do you think, looking back now, that that Emanalo going was as important uh, as we didn't realise at the time? In fact, but actually, Conte may be right that that actually has kind of screwed things up somewhat. Absolutely. I, I think like everyone, he was the bogeyman before, before the board, because now no one really knows who to point the finger up. But um, he was there. Everyone moaned, everyone complained, and we were second in the league, and then he was gone, and we fell apart. And that's not entirely because Emanalo's left, just like it's not entirely because Conte's a fucking bunny boiler. It's it's because of a, it's like a perfect storm of all three or four um, sentiments at the moment. But um, oh, honestly, I don't, I don't blame everything on the board. I don't blame everything on Conte. I just think we really need to get our shit together this summer. Well, I mean, picking up on that, Alex, and, and, and I'm going to leave this there because uh, otherwise we won't have anything to talk about over the summer. No, I'm only joking. But, uh, you know, I, I, look, the, the reality is, and I, and I have to say, this is why I love, love doing this show with all of you who come on and all of you who listen as well, because I've just heard, you know, three, four, five, if you include Tony's, impassioned views about what's going on and what has to do, and none of us have agreed with each other completely. And that's why I love you all. I would just say this as a, as a final point on it. None of us really know what's going on. And in a sense, that's kind of been the, the problem and the dilemma that we have at this club. I had a chat with somebody over the weekend and they were saying that even in, in the mad old Bates days, at least he communicated with us, even if it was via his rants in the programme. But he was visible and audible and we don't get that with the club. So none of us know what's going on. Even if we do know Blue Squirrel or Blue Cheese or Blue mm. Bollocks or whoever... But what I would say is this, you know, the proof of the pudding will be eating. One of us around this table, if you can imagine a table here, one of us will be proven right. And the fear that I have, and this possibly will be the proof of it, if a new manager comes in and Roman steps in and he does what JK says is going to happen and he chucks a load of money at it and he kickstarts it again, maybe that might sort it out. But as I suspect, if they don't put their hands in the pocket to the extent that he has before in an attempt to catch up with the cities of this world, I think it may go the way that Tony and I are talking about. But of course, we don't know, and we have to wait and see what happens. Now, I'm going to talk about something a bit esoteric off the back of that. Because uh, going back to the actual game, in fact, yes, there was a game. I've done very well. We've talked for 46 minutes, and we've fundamentally avoided talking about it. There's got to be a reason for that. Um, But I was quite intrigued to see uh, Ross Barkley get a run out. Um, and, and actually, uh, you know, amongst all of the dire shit that was happening, I, I thought he, he, he didn't look that bad, really. And I kind of wondered if there is, is hope for him or is he, in fact, another Duff signing? And uh, the wonderful Campo CFC on Twitter said, I, this just really made me roar with laughter, actually. But he said, 
I think the most surprising thing of the season is the fact that the Liverpool mayor had a meltdown over us playing just 15 million quid for Ross Barkley when, re- when in reality we've had our pants pulled down. Uh, Jonathan, have, have our pants been pulled down or is there hope for Barkley? Oh, I don't know. It just seemed a very strange selection to me. Um, why give him a run out? Does that mean he's going to play him in the final? <laughs> he wasn't great. Bakayoko wasn't good again. Um, Bakayoko, of course, is in the the worst team in the Premiership, isn't he? He's been selected for that. Um, uh, perhaps he's getting better. We shouldn't be talking about people being played in the first team to see if they'll get better. Um, I, I don't know. It just it felt to me as if almost as if we weren't playing uh, a cup final next week. As if, well, it's the last game of the season, and it doesn't really matter, boys. And I'll give Ross a go, and uh, he'll put him with uh, with. Uh, with uh, Timmy Bakayaka, we'll have them together, and that neither of them is really great. Yes, he was all right. Um, what do you do? Um, I, I don't know. He, he, he shouldn't just be all right. He's supposed to be top banana player, isn't he? He's supposed to be. We're supposed to be as 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 Campo says. We're supposed to be giggling with uh, appreciation that we've got a sixty million pound player for fifteen, and he he hasn't provided the goods at all this season, coming back from injury. So. Um, it's going to be up to the next manager. And and what, what what we were talking about earlier, Chidge, I don't think a huge amount of money is going to be thrown at players. I think whoever the new manager is, he'll come in with a couple of people that he wants to get, which appears to be the, the pattern they're predicting. And uh, and they'll be pretty good. And the club will give in and do it. And I think it's up to them him to then use the rest of the players. And we, we mustn't forget the fact that this team did win the league last year. And as you've stated, Chidge, about nine and a half of them I think are still fantastic. They're just not playing well together. And it may be that he plays Barkley, who has a pre-season, and Barkley uh, um, looks as if he's going to be good for next season. Or it may be that the new manager comes in and says, right, that's it. You're not good enough on your bike. And he may then insist that some of the players go. But it's down to the managing style of the next guy who's in. That's why I'm not in despair about what's going to happen to the club. Because they'll get a well, decent make, manager make... of his ideas and he'll make it work. And he'll give Ross a go if he thinks he's any good. He'll give he'll give Loftus-Cheek a go if he's any good. He'll give Van Ginkel a go if he's any good. He'll give uh, hudson Adoy a go if he thinks he's any good. As they all do. It just is its styles. Conte's a defensive manager. And he's not an attacker. That's why Hudson and I wouldn't be given an opportunity for me. And I don't think some of these players work well enough within this setup. They worked wonderfully last year, but they were different. It was a different setup. And you've got to give you've got to to give praise to Louise and and uh, Cahill for playing so well last year. And they've hardly figured this year. But it's ultimately it's the same bunch. We've gone on about this before. It wouldn't surprise me whoever comes in next year gets them to be top two. Can I maybe, just? No, no, you can wait for one second. Maybe, um, you know, the, I just wonder, J.K., if the pitch has been queered a bit by by City, just absolutely being funded to the hilt, and Liverpool and Spurs less funded but making progress. I think perhaps that's come into it. Alex, I was going to ask you something, and you can answer whatever it was you were going to say whilst you answer this, if you see what I mean. But I mean, you were the only person that was there. I thought the support was fantastic, actually. Uh, it even got a name check on Match of the Day, which is unheard of. Um, but the thing that occurred to me, there's been a lot of talk, you know, about, you know, do the fans deserve a refund? You know, we were so shocking. We were robbed and all of this. I'll be honest with you, Alex. I think that's a load of arse gravy. You go there to support the team. You know, asking for a refund is absolute shithousery in my book. But I'd be interested to hear what you think and also whatever it was you were about to say when I cut you off. <laughs> 
Uh, firstly, yes, there is hope for Ross Barkley. I, there's, I'm not saying he's going to turn out to be the best player in the squad or whatever, but he, I don't agree with the selection yesterday. You don't pick a player that's been out for several months or whatever and stick them in a starting lineup. They come on with 10 minutes to go and they feel their way back into first-team football. But he chucked him on and he was appalling just like everybody else in the first half. But actually, he really started coming to the game in the second half. And aside from Giroud's volley that nearly went in, the only other two opportunities where we seriously looked like we might score were him. One, he just got run out by a defender into a slightly narrow angle. By the time he crossed it in, it went to the keeper. And the other one, the ball did drop to him in front of the keeper. And if he put it anywhere else, but it was instinct and he hit it, he just happened to hit it at the keeper. He actually really was starting to do something in that game when he got taken off. Um, like you say, I think he'd give him a pre-season and everything before you judge him. Um, I don't ever seriously expect to get my money back. And yeah, it is, you, don't, you don't actually expect a refund. For me, when I say that I actually, it's just a measure of me saying it was that bad that I actually consider that I fucking deserve my money back off the players. I don't, I don't expect them to give it to me, but it's for me, it's my way of saying that it's just about the worst thing that I've seen. Because you can go and you can get beat and you can get spanked by a better team and that's okay because that's what football is. But when you go and your team don't turn up and that, it would just be nice if the, the players actually just apologised, I think, and said... Mm. You all went up there, and we were shocking, and we're sorry. It should be. It should be like uh, you know, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. If the players don't turn up and play like shit, we should get them to do a forfeit of our choosing. You know, we yeah. have to think of something. You and know, I, I just and we think get like a choice. Going back to Barkley as well, just saying that yesterday it was noticeable as well and Cleon's just saying it online he is something that we don't have anywhere else in our squad in his runs from deep and that we we have Kante at the back who doesn't really have the creativity but yeah. master defence brilliantly we have Fabregas who can't defend for shit but plays the balls forward and then and then we have Barkley who is capable of doing something if he can get fit He's another string to our bow that we He's don't Lampard have. Luck. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so I don't rule him out too quickly. I think I'd, I'm not massively hopeful. His injury woes are well documented. But if we can get him fit and he can get a run, then I don't believe that 15 million was a waste of money. Hmm, okay, right. I'm going to move this on. I was going to talk about uh, maybe we could just blame the new kit, but actually, I think the kit was more shit than the performance. So I'm not going to bother. Um, uh, Clayton, you, you mentioned this earlier on, actually, uh, about the cup final and, and how delighted you, you would be. I mean, here's the thing, you know, they had momentum. They'd won four or five games on the trot, including a really good performance against Liverpool, who were a decent side, maybe a bit tired after Europe, it has to be said. Uh, and then he makes loads of changes for Huddersfield and it goes pear-shaped, although we battered them in truth. And then we got absolutely battered ourselves yesterday in an awful performance. I mean, my feeling is is that you get a run together, you get momentum together, and then you you know that gives you great momentum and confidence going into a cup final. So my fear after the last week is you know how can a manager who's you know out the door already by the looks of it pick up this team to put a, to make a decent fist of it for for Saturday? I mean, I, I know that you know it would be very very Chelsea to win, but I'm not feeling very confident about Saturday as a result. I mean, how can he pick them up for, for, for Saturday? Well, interesting. If you recall last year, this time last year, we basically, we finished off the season, I think, with about three or four wins on the bounce, um, going into a cup final against an Arsenal team who had 
um, loads of injuries. And so that was a team that was full of confidence, had just won the league, had won their last three or four games and didn't turn up. So I don't know. I mean, I think it's really, really strange. And I and one thing about Conte's management, so let's let's just park for one side the the sort of the sulkathon that's basically been his management over the last six months. Let's just basically think about him as a manager. Now, one of the things that's incredible is that he's brilliant in the league. He's oh, this is the first year in five that he hasn't won the league in club management. So he knows how to do things over a season. What he doesn't know how to do is win one-off games. And that, I think, is more worrying. He's never won a cup. And over the course of this year, um, he's had a couple of one-off games that he needed to win, and we haven't done it. I think the only one-off game that we've won this season that we needed to win was the Liverpool game. All the other one-off games, we haven't we haven't won. So... I think it could be more a flaw in his management, which is our biggest problem on Saturday. And the fact we're coming up against Jose, who's already got under his skin. So I think that is a problem. My absolute fear for Saturday is that he's going to play Coco the Clown in goal. And, and no, that... Seriously, really? Well, you look at his team selection. <laughs> look at his team selection. He has managed to screw everything up. And I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. It might be that the Jose thing is the one thing that gets in going and thinks I must give myself the best chance. But no, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm absolutely terrified. It's gonna... like when everyone was saying, oh, Giroud's gone off for the cup final. And I'm saying, yeah, whatever. You hope. You hope that's why he's done it. Because don't be surprised if Verratta starts the cup final and not Giroud, because there is no logic. Well, you know, you're you're quite right, Alex. I I mean, that is my biggest fear about Saturday is is the eleven that he's going to pick. I honestly, honestly don't know. I mean, can you tell me? Can anybody tell me why he has hardly played Hazard and William together this season? When those two guys are obviously really good together, they want to play together. They've said it, you know, when when they had a little pop earlier in the season. His team selections are just a bit bonkers, and and I don't know, I don't know why it is, why it's gone that way. But but it's I have to defense, say that is my biggest. He's a defensive manager. Oh, I, th- I think that's just fine. Fit, doesn't fit. Have you? No, I'm 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 entirely on your side. I, I I agree. It's absurd, but it that is the way that he wants to set up, isn't it? He wants to only have one excellent playmaker because to have two where does he play him he doesn't know where to play him i you know i, I don't know because the the fact is we're talking about one excellent playmaker well you know sesk god bless him he's he's done his best but he's he's not he hasn't got the stamina and and we've suffered i mean you know the thing is that the the most horrific statistic that came out after sunday our top scorer had 12 goals 12 goals that's rubbish what well, we we're 20 plus goals down from last year you know that's just awful just absolutely awful you know the midfield has been the biggest problem the whole season there's no creativity in that midfield there's no pace in the team and we're not scoring goals you know everybody was talking about last wednesday when we played huddersfield and they said oh yeah but you know we dominated that game did we 
Yeah, of course we had the ball yeah, because Huddersfield. Yeah, we did because Huddersfield stood on the edge of their area and welled it away like a kid in in a playground, you know. And but how many shots did their keeper have to save? He made a great save from Christensen in that sort of Keystone Cop moment, and in the in the first half he basically made a a, a save from um, from Morata. What did he have to do in the second half? We hardly had a shot on target. Our goal was because somebody couldn't get out of the way and got hit in the face. <laughs> you know, we that create... was a genius goal, Clayton. What are you it, talking about? That it, was genius, we, that goal. We create Practice nothing. that all week, they did. <laughs> we create nothing. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, do you know what, Clayton? Yeah, I mean, Clayton, that, 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 I agree with you there. That's the biggest concern that I have is that we just don't create enough what I would call bona fide goal scoring chances. And that's, that's really a worry. I mean, Alex, I mean, you know, I, I have to say, I, I mean, I'm really worried by what Clayton said, saying that he might pick big Willie. I mean, I would very much hope that he picks the side that beat Liverpool and actually the same formation. And, I would uh, I'll tell you, so I, well, hang on, I'll tell, I'll tell you for, I'll tell you for why, because I think that Man United will kill us in midfield if we don't have a five, you know, the the three five two. But I mean, you know, who do you think you'll pick, and 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 in a sense, get us into how how we might be able to win it? Um, yeah. Well, first of all, um, yeah, you you'd think you'd pick the side that beat Liverpool, but I just don't, I just, I just don't have the faith in him that he's he's got. I don't think he even lacks common sense, but he's just. I think he will go all out to win because as someone pointed out, what did he give a did he give a crap if we made the Champions League? Probably not. But this is something for his C V, isn't it? He can say he was in England for two years and that he won a trophy both times, which is sad, but it it, it it's more of a big deal for him. I actually think that we've got a better chance of not being awful now that we were awful this week because we seem to rock it from one extreme to the other. So we've had a down, so next week it will be an up. Um I don't know. I, do, I don't know what team he'll pick. I, I don't even care well, anymore. If I'm honest, it's like I just I'll turn up like I have all season. I'll watch the players he does pick, and I'll just hope it isn't a disaster because that's what this season has become. That's that's how it is. If you're a match-going fan, you turn up an hour before you get the team. No matter what it is, you've still turned up. You're still going to sit and watch the game, and you're just going to hope that he hasn't completely screwed it up again. Mm. Well, as uh, as uh, Alex Ferguson, bless him, I hope he's doing all right. As he said to Henry Winter once uh, in a press conference, "Never guess the mind of a madman." Uh, <laughs> so I think there's there's something in that. But uh, Jonathan, uh, speaking as one madman to another, um, you know, can we win it? And uh, if we do, will it will it mitigate uh, the the poor league season, in your view? Uh, we can win it if, uh, as Alex has just said, if he plays the Liverpool side. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm uh, I'm not convinced he will. I think he'll make some strange selections. Um, you said and- as well, Chidge, you said that the problem is that we don't make enough chances. But a massive problem this year is also in line with that, is that the chances we do make, we squander. Yeah. And if you do that against United... It's going yeah. to be that tight against United if we defend properly. Um, you're not going to get that many opportunities. So do I have faith that we'll suddenly find a way to start putting them away? Not entirely. Mm, good point. Sorry, J.K., go on. 
No, can we just blame the new kit, Chich? Can we just do that? Even though we've. <laughs> oh no, I've got. I've given that a swerve, mate. It's I know. But it is, I don't actually want to talk it about is, it. It is bizarre that somebody has been paid an enormous amount of money for that, just as if they've almost just a bit of painted, you know, bits of flecks of paint on it. It's that just... reminds me. That yeah. reminds me of when the BBC paid Robinson Lambie Nairn ten million pounds to basically give them a Helvetica font as a design upgrade. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, it's absolute arse gravy, isn't it, mate? It's for children. Oh. But then again, when was the last time any of us sitting around this imaginary table bought the new home kit? Uh, me, last year I bought it. Yeah. You did not. Yeah. And the year before. And the year before that. Oh, you... And, oh, the year oh, before that. and the year before mate. that. And the year before that. And the year. You never wear it. Uh, no, it doesn't matter. It goes in a drawer and I hug it. <laughs> that's very that mate you, you that that's hard drive checking behavior mate you should be very worried no uh, in order, alex it was... folded in order no that would be that <laughs> alex that would be ridiculous i mean as if you know come on <laughs> okay apart from weirdos like jk clayton when was the last time you bought a home shirt new home kit uh, I can't remember i just i mean the, the only kits i've got or shirts i've got are vintage i i well Obviously, I buy. I have bought in the past, recent past. I bought um, some kits my for my boy, um, but for me, nah, uh, nah, nah, nah. nah. I but I, I, I do. I mean, I have to say, and I, I, as you know, I'm sort of very. I'm sort of. I love kits, and I'm just you know, quite, not quite as sad as Jonathan, but pretty sad and i i get really really angry i mean i thought this year our kit was lovely it was a real throwback to the 70s you know the old white stripe down the shorts beautiful blue and you thought okay nike you can do it and then this year they did everything that i thought that they would do last year it's absolutely disgusting as it's got no I, I don't know. I mean, it's so simple. All they have to do is work their way back through the 60s and 70s and just fiddle about with that and just reproduce that time and time again. But, you know, we, we are not their market. They will, they will sell hundreds and thousands of those shirts all over the world. They know. I mean, they've got a captive audience. People will just buy them. It's, it's to fleece children, really. I, I have to fess up that I obviously buy... Uh, a new version of the home jersey, as our American cousins like to call it, uh, every year so that I can wear it when I'm going off to see cool girls like David Miller, Miller used to. Um, but uh, no, in all seriousness. Um... <laughs> that really is one for the kids. <laughs> one for the, not really for the kids, Tony. I, I don't think uh, uh, they're called Clayton, cool but girls. Certainly for the teenagers. They're not cool girls anymore, what? They're not even called Okay, cool prostitutes. Yeah, oh, that's better. Yeah, Hoes. I'll put it in the oh, youth language. That's yes, hose, mate. But yeah. actually, no. In joking aside, and that was a joke, people. That really, I don't really do that. But it sounded like a, a funny thing to say at the time in my strange, screwed-up mind. Um, but uh, I, I mean, the bottom line is they're really all all to fleece money from poor, long-suffering parents, in my view. What, Jonathan? Um, my daughter won't wear any of them, though. That's the trouble. She's not interested. She said, "What's that, Daddy?" I said, "I bought another shirt." Oh God, football! Ooh, she says. She's clearly a, 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 a young lady of taste and distinction. Yeah. <laughs> um, listen, um, we, we, we're going to move on. I mean, I'll I just close it out by saying that, you know, obviously we all absolutely desperately hope that we win the FA Cup final. We're all going. Uh, it's a great day out, and I love winning the FA Cup. I, I have a horrible feeling it might be a long time before we get there again if we don't win it on uh, 
on Saturday, but that could just could be me being glass half full as opposed to no half empty as opposed to half full. Um, I do think we can do it, but I don't think it's going to be easy. But anyway, we'll find out on Saturday. Now, in part three, uh, we're going to ask what the ramifications of uh, being in the Europa League uh, next year, next season will be. And also we're going to say good luck to Alex and Gion in the Football Blogging Awards on Thursday night. We'll see you in a minute. Cheech. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Cheech, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match... And they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month. And you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Can I go for me? You can, you can, you can, you can. Uh, You taking your boy, Clayton, on Saturday? Yeah, yeah, I've managed to get a ticket for him. Um, well done. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, it's just a great thing. You know, we went last year and thought we... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I thought we were going to win it last year, didn't we? thought we were going to do the double. I mean, we were a decent performance away from doing the double. That's how far we've fallen. And this year we're going thinking, mm, if we're not 8-0 down by half time, we're doing well. I don't know. I just, I, just, I think it will be. I think it will be a lot closer. Um, I do. I mean, we got a couple of injury. Where like, um, is it Lukaku and Martial? Well, they they said that Lukaku was going to be training again on Tuesday, but Martial was quite doubtful, which probably means they'll both start. Mm. I don't know. I mean, it would be nice to stick one over on Jose, but not going to be easy and yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure Equ- equally it'll be awful to lose to him wouldn't it? I mean I'll be honest with you that the defeat last year is up there of one of my worst Chelsea finals experiences um, there have been worse experiences but uh, you know I remember I think the, the worst final experience I had because I, I wasn't in Moscow and I never I've never even seen the match actually for various reasons but yeah 
I was at the I was at the Spurs uh, League Cup final in two thousand eight. That that's my worst experience at uh, a uh, final. But I've got to be honest, no. I mean, we, we were so grumpy when we left. Yeah, it I wasn't mean, at 94 either, but I didn't expect us to win that, you know? I didn't expect us to beat United in 94. But so ni- I wasn't 94 was worse. I mean, look, don't get me wrong, nothing is worse than losing to them. But in, yeah, in that well, that's particular, my point, really. I mean, that, that, that was more anger at Avram than anything else coming out of that game. Mm. But yeah. 94 was worse because we hadn't been to a cup final for ever and a day. We turned up. We were really, really excited. We got the arse end of two awful bloody decisions from that git Ellery. And it pissed with rain. And I know we- what you mean, but Clayton, I mean, I, 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 I didn't expect us to win that. I didn't go with any expectation that we would win. And I was just very happy to be back. You know, it was our first kind of proper final in, in, in 24 years. I was like 23 years. I was kind of really just so chuffed that we were there. And I, I, did, I really didn't expect us to win. So that kind of mitigated it for me. Well, that, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. But I mean, as I say, losing to that mob, there's, there's nothing worse than losing to that mob. But mm. I suppose the only consolation is that's the last time they picked up any silverware. <laughs> indeed, indeed. I'm uh, Paul, 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 uh, Mr. Burgess. Keep your pants on. I'm going on Friday. Are you going on Friday, Clayton? I don't. I'm sorry. I'm, you'll probably. I'll probably get drummed out of the brownies. I don't get Friday. Why is everybody so excited about Friday? Because it's an excuse to go to the pub and watch football that doesn't really have anything on it. <laughs> no, but I just, I just like everybody football saying, without oh, pressure, you know, mate. They're, what's they're what's not favorite... to like? you know they're my favorite footballers etc i'm thinking "Mm, yeah but you know i like a lot of footballers but they ain't going to be doing a lot at 70 years of age i don't know maybe i just i've got no romance in me that's my problem no you haven't mate i mean honestly for me it's a good excuse to go and, and get pissed up in the pub and watch some football it's a laugh mate that's why and I think it's so rare these days that I can I mean particularly now with all the podcasts and the writing and everything else I have to do it's rare I can go to a game and not be gripped by fear, tension and anger. Yeah, <laughs> so, not necessarily in that order. So it's really lovely to be able to go to a game and, and not have to give a fuck about what happens and I'm going to just go there and really enjoy it and hopefully be so hung over on Saturday that I don't know what happens. That's fair enough. You going, Alex? <laughs> no, do you know what? Much like you, I was like, fuck that. And then I realised everyone's going and I'm left out. So. <laughs> you should get a ticket. They haven't sold out, Alex. They've not yeah, sold I know, out. But this, this awards thing is going to cost a fortune as well. So. Is it? No, 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 no. They should. They, you should get a free ticket if you if Yeah, no, you do, but I've still got to get to Alexandra Palace. I've still got to get back from Alexandra Palace in the middle of the night. Uh, you can't go with no money, can you? Plus, you've actually got to tart yourself up for it as well. So. Well, that doesn't cost anything. <laughs> it does. Believe me, it does. Really? Yeah. I just, I just put one of my many suits on that I never I'll wear. Borrow one of your easy. suits then. Yeah, <laughs> you'd look good. You can borrow my lucky celery badge. Go dressed as a blues brother. I should have I should have given you my lucky celery badge, shouldn't I? When I won it last time, or sorry, when the fancast won it last time. The fact that I know I I'm going to win it as well is like <laughs> such a faff. Faff. 
I know. Enjoy it. You'll love it. it. Honestly, you know what? It's really... I mean, we'll talk about this in a minute, but uh, it, it, it's it's good, and I'll explain why it's good in a minute. All right, they have, I, won't, uh, I won't blow they off. They sent me a message as well to say that uh, they've put all the Chelsea people on the same table, I think. So. Have they? Yeah. That's really oh, nice. All two of you. Yeah. All two of you. <laughs> I want to go on my own. So you, you, you and Heon will be on the same table, will you? Yeah, and possibly with the... Do you know who else is going that's Chelsea, then? brief Chelsea lot I think yeah yeah good good I mean I would have gone I would have gone had we had it not ironically been for the the Legends game on the Friday which meant that I had to push the Love Sports show onto the Thursday and then they announced that the FBAs were going to be on the Thursday uh, and of course this is before I you know realised that you f- Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Right, welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge. This is the Chelsea Fancast. This is Jonathan Kidd. Hello. This is Clayton Beerman. Hello. And this is Alexandra Churchill. Greetings. Hello. Right. Lovely. Now, um, we've got a few parish notices, as always. Um, first of all, of course, check out the ChelseaFanCast.com website, and you can read loads of great stuff written by loads of great people, including Alex and her wonderful girl who likes Ball's blog, which is, uh, I think, the best bit of writing on Chelsea that can be found, I have to say. Um now, uh, parish notices time. Uh, Chelsea Supporters Trust, right? Of course, as always, as I always say, do join the trust uh, so you can get your voice heard by the club. Uh, it is free, absolutely free to join up to be a member. However, if you want a nice shiny badge and uh, want to be able to vote in the elections that we hold every year or attend uh, the meetings that we have, then you do need to pay £5 a year to subscribe, sign up, what have you. Very easily done. Just go to ChelseaSupportersTrust.com uh, and uh, it's all pretty simple to do. If if it isn't, uh, then just let us know. Uh, membership at ChelseaSupportersTrust.com uh, and then you can come to the meetings, vote and all that kind of razzmatazz. Also, uh, follow them on Twitter at ChelseaSTrust. Now, um, I've been saying this for a few weeks. Uh, the annual survey, which we do, amazingly enough, every year. That's why it's called the annual survey. The clue is always in the question. Uh, it's been out for a month now, um, and uh, I really do recommend uh, that people do fill this in. It's, it's uh, you know, A, it, forms, it informs the Chelsea Supporters Trust Board, of which I am the chairman, of course, about what uh, people are thinking about all of the key issues, issues like uh, safe standing, ticket pricing, ticket allocations, loyalty points, um, fixture schedules, kickoff times you know all the real big issues uh the development temporary stadium all that kind of stuff and then the, what happens is we take notice of that and then we form what we call motions which we get the membership to uh vote as to which motions that they want us to work on during the year in all honesty they pretty much stay the same every year unless something big happens but you know it's basically a membership driven organization so that means that you drive it not us and that's kind of how it should be and then when that's done we take the survey the actual results and we do present it to the club uh in terms of this is what the supporters who you know who who are, who basically keep you lot in jobs 
think about what you're doing and what the key issues are and hopefully they listen and take notice of that that's the plan it's very important i commend you to do it if you want to go and fill the survey and it's very very simple just go to chelseasupporterstrust.com and you'll find uh, an article on there that says please take part in the survey and you go in there and you find the link and you go to survey monkey and you fill it in it takes about 10 15 minutes max please do it it's very important and it comes to an end in may you've got a uh, couple of weeks almost exactly until uh, the survey shuts down and then we start collating the data um, okay CPO the uh, the Chelsea pitch owners uh, also a very important institution for Chelsea supporters they own the freehold of Stamford Bridge and of course their aim is to make sure that Chelsea always play at fo- uh, football at Stamford Bridge forever and ever and ever uh, and uh, you can have a share uh, you can own a bar at the ground basically so uh, if you want to know how to do that go and email info at chelseapitchowners.com or check out chelseafc.com forward slash fans, forward slash Chelsea hyphen pitch hyphen owners. And of course, follow them on Twitter at pitch owners. The shares are around 25 quid for the cheapest ones, which is affordable, I think, or more affordable than it used to be. So please get on that. And uh, if you've got any spare cash after spending 25 quid on a CPO share and five quid uh, on a CST membership, any loose change that you have, we will gratefully receive uh, at the Chelsea Fancast and uh, that's easy to do all you have to do is to sign up and be a patron of the Chelsea Fancast which basically means you're prepared to support and you know if you like like what we do you want to support us um, you know there are running costs it helps to cover a bit of that and I'm not just talking about my bar bills although clearly that plays a very significant part um, but if you do, if you really love what we do and you want to support us and help us out, then uh, then you can go to patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast and really donate whatever you like, uh, as, as large or as small as you want. Um, I always kind of say that, you know, the fanzine's only a pound and there's one of those a month. We do a lot more shows a month, but if, you know, a dollar a show, you're looking at about five to ten dollars a month, which is not a lot really, but, you know, there's no pressure. Do it, don't do it. If you do it, we're very, very grateful uh, I've uh, spoken or got to know quite a few of the Patreon members. I'm going to try and keep in touch with you more in the summer. And I'm also working on a couple of things that are kind of a way to spend the money and say thank you to you. Uh, and I shall give you news on that. And you will be the first to know, in fact, because you are Patreon members. And that's very nice. Anyway, enough of the pluggery. Uh, back to the football. Um, thanks to... Uh, I thought it was quite weirdly poetic in a sense that Newcastle scored and then a minute later Liverpool scored, therefore utterly scuppering any last chances we had of playing Champions League football. Not that we have many anyway. And of course this consigned us to the uh, the dustbin of Europa League football for next season. Um, and uh, basically the, this, this kind of throws up quite a few uh, ramifications really. They might not all be bad. But they could be. I mean, I'll give you an example. It'll mean that we've got Thursday night football, which, you know, most people absolutely hate. Uh, Not least because it means that we'll be playing every Sunday. But personally, um, you know, if we're playing on Thursday nights, I have a much better chance of going to the game uh, than I do if it's on a Tuesday or a Wednesday because I work down in Hampshire on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So, you know, there is a silver lining in there somewhere. But I think on a more um, serious point, uh, there's a very good chance that we may have players leaving who who might rather play Champions League football. Uh, Thibaut Quartar and uh, Eden Hazard, I'm talking to you. Uh, the, other, the other thing, of course, is it may h- hinder our attempts to buy some very good football players who would much rather play in the Champions League. 
Uh, and then the flip side of that, of course, is, you know, it might be a good way to give some of the youth players a chance that would otherwise not get a chance. Arsenal very much did that this season. So it's not cut and dried. It's not all bad. It's not all good. Uh, but there are going to be ramifications, that's for sure, aren't there, Jonathan? Well, particularly from a money point of view, um, I think United, when they won it, got £40 million, And that was the extent of the money that they uh, achieved from winning the winning the Europa League, whereas I think the the ramifications of winning the Champions League or getting as far as you can are enormous in comparison. Um, but uh, yeah, I, you know, it, once again, it's how seriously the club take it. If it's um, if they decide to have a dose of the Harry Redknapps, we'll be out in the uh, out after the first five matches. Um, but I think, uh, what do we automate? How far do we get when we're uh, um, if we finish fifth? What, what when are we in from from the very beginning? But not obviously not the qualifying. No, I, no, we don't. We we don't have to play qualifying rounds. I think we go straight in because we're fifth. I could be wrong though. Clayton and Alex might know, but that's my belief. But yeah, I I, I don't. Once again, I don't think this um, the appalling doomsday scenario of uh, uh, of players. I mean, I don't think it matters if Courtois goes. Um, I think they'll they'll buy a a, a, a pretty good keeper. Um, I don't think Hazard's going to go because he's still got two years on the contract. I don't think they're going to care about selling him. And I, I think once again, it's on the the new manager coming in of what teams he can get around them. I don't think decisions will be made. But yes, uh, if uh, the 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 opportunity to give youth a chance will be fantastic. Um, and the, but the main thing is, is that you'll be there, Chidge. So I think that's the huge plus. And in fact, we should really be in the Europa League every year because then you can be there every Thursday. I mean, uh, joking aside, I mean, uh, that is, that's yeah. a serious thing for me, you know, I, I, because I work in Hampshire on a Tuesday and a Wednesday night. It's very hard. In fact, it's impossible for me to go to Wednesday matches unless I cancel some work. And it's not the kind of work where you can, you know, bugger off, you know, because you feel like it. So uh, it's, there's an upside for me. Uh, uh, less so for my liver and my bank account, clearly, but uh, hey-ho. <laughs> but I don't think it's a, the big negative thing that we're all slightly making out being in the Europa League. It's Europe. You know, and players will be attracted to playing in Europe with a decent manager, particularly if the following year they think they're going to be in the Champions League, and particularly if they're being paid 150000 a week. So, you know, it goes down to that in the end. Well, that's a really good point, actually, Jonathan, and, and I'll address this to Clayton, really, because, I mean, it's often often the, the rumour, isn't it? It's what they like to say is, oh, well, you're in the Europa League, so nobody decent will want to come to you because they all want Champions League football. But that's a load of rubbish because, basically, they come because you pay them more than the other person's going to, don't they? Yeah, I mean, Kante came to us. We didn't have any European football. Um, he could have gone into the Champions League, but chose not to. Yeah, he, he, was being, he was being paid in chocolate buttons at Leicester, <laughs> so he would have come for anything, I think. Yeah, but he well, I, that. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> and a chocolate mini. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. No, I, I mean, the only thing that hacks me off is the fact that we very, very rarely play on Saturday. And if you're in that yeah. cup, then we'll play even less. So that that's, a th I think, the biggest downside. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a ridiculous competition. I think you have to play as many games as you play during a league season to win that cup. I mean, I'm just so nonplussed by it. I really am. And I, I would love us just to play the kids. I know we're not going to because uh, we're not that sort of cuddly sort of club. But I, I would. I'd just play the kids. I'd, I'd let them get on with it. And if we get knocked out in the first round, so what? Um, 
No, I'm not looking forward to it at all. Uh, I know that some of my more um, insane friends are looking forward to going to some mad stadium in the back of beyond, but... We were singing Spartak Moscow, we're coming for you yesterday. Oh, lovely. How splendid. (laughs) No, no, I don't know. I'm just so underwhelmed by it. Not because we haven't got into the Champions League. I just think that, I think... It's it's more of an inconvenience the tournament, but you know you tell that who like next was it next week Atletico Madrid are going to play, uh, was it Leon? No, who they who they playing? Yeah, I mean you know it's going to be a good game, and uh, mm. and they're they're pleased to be in it, but I, I just can't work up any enthusiasm. Maybe next year when 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 I've the fix. I just realised there is another there is another downside. I, I had you know stupidly not realised that whilst <laughs> well, it means Arsenal I can go to the Europa it. League. No no no, I can make the Europa League Cup games on a on a Thursday night. Yeah. But of course, if we're playing on Sundays in the league in the Premier League, it means I won't be able to drink because I have to. I've got a very I've got an early client on Monday morning, so I have to drive home from London on a Sunday night, which means I won't be able to get pissed as I normally do. So that so you they give it with one hand and they take it away with the other. Well Chich, hey don't ho, you don't Alex. you realise well, sorry, 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 sorry Chich, don't you realise Conte has been worried about your liver. So he threw the <laughs> Champions League so we'd be playing on a Thursday night. There you go. Uh, he's all heart really. He's all heart. He's all heart. I've got do you know what? I've got this wonderful photograph uh taken of me and uh, Signor Antonio Conte at Stamford Bridge, uh, which I absolutely love. It was the season that we won the league, and uh, we all loved him to pieces, and he was the best thing since sliced bread then. Uh, but the thing I like most about him is that, unlike when I get my photograph taken with most players, and I look like a midget that, that was just, that, that, that's escaped from their pocket, he's not that much taller than me, so I actually look kind of normal and human. The only other player that I've actually looked normal and human with is uh, is Eden Hazard, who, of course, is a short ass. so... You know, I shall miss. I shall miss you, Conte. I shall miss you, Alex. Enough of my rambling. Um, what say you about Europa League? Well, I think people will turn up. I think it might be like um, when we, the group stages are going to be like. Uh, you know, we got twenty eight thousand in, didn't we, for that bloody Romanian game when we when we parachuted down into it. I think the further we go into it, if we take it seriously, people will come around and people will go because it is Europe. I think we won't have any problem selling the away allocations because you've got all the people that just love the jolly and go into places they've not been before. Um, I think I'm not so worried about... You have to buy smarter when you're not in the Champions League. Like we found Kante, who was taking a step up from Leicester, and he wasn't totally motivated by who was just going to pay him the most money. We obviously said stuff he wanted to hear. Um, but yeah, there are going to be players that turn us down because we're not in the Champions League. There are going to be players that will be convinced that it's, we will be the year after, that we can get up there. I just, just think it all depends. Our entire next season already depends on... Getting rid of it, or him walking away quietly, amicably, as quickly as possible, and us announcing who his replacement is, and they're already interviewing. So, the the other thing that that kind of worries me actually that I just just thought of is, of course, it, you know, playing in Europe, the Europa League is ball ache in terms of the amount of matches you have to play. So I'm just kind of wondering, you know, how it might affect uh, how it affect things in the league, which you know, in a sense, does point to putting a B team out in in a sense, but. It's going to be quite hard for either Conte or whoever comes in to manage, I think, uh, the players across a much expanded programme of matches next season because of the Europa League. Jonathan, do you think? Uh, Once again, it's dependent on the manager, isn't it, really? 
Um, well, and, and the amount of players we have, I think. Yeah, well, but once if he dives into the youth, as we were saying, I mean, it would be a perfect opportunity, wouldn't it, for the to give the youth a go? We all keep talking about it. I mean, that's one of the things that's been melted down on the internet, hasn't it? Have been this this bizarre view that somehow it wouldn't matter if we finished twelfth for the next five seasons, as long as we gave the youth a go. Yeah, which, they wouldn't moan at all, would they? I mean, no, of course they wouldn't. I mean, for God's sake, what is that madness? I'm sorry. I just have to go on about one thing on the internet that bemused me, whether there's any truth in it, was um, the complete doomsday scenario that um, uh, Abramovich is selling the club. Uh, they've bought 8,000 shares in the CPO, all his cohorts, because they're going to turn the ground into a shopping centre. Oh, I've been reading this again. All of these things. Where do these people get these ideas from that... Um, uh, he has no money to pay for the ground and therefore we have no money to pay for anything at all. And next season we are going to be uh, keeping Conte. There'll be no money available for him and we're selling everybody. What, what, how, does this, how does this happen from a bad season when you've won the, the league the year before? I, 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 I'm so bemused by what everybody gets up to now on the internet. It's just, well, our support well, Is it because of the expectation? Jonathan, um, I, no, I, I can tell you, Jonathan. No, I, I can tell you. I, I now have to confess that I do have a contact at the club known as Black Squirrel, <laughs> who, uh, who feeds me this information, which I then disseminate through uh, paid-for uh, Chelsea bots on Twitter. This is clearly the people distribute that are... it as fake news. It's yeah. clearly the people that have run out of porn to watch that come up with all this stuff. Well, that's right. And uh, actually, I think it's kind of made me think that I think next season what we need to do is we need to get a whole series of branded Chelsea fan cast branded tin foil hats <laughs> to award to people. I think we can and have our, instead of the Guinness hands. and the celery moments, instead like the... of the celery and the Guinness moments, we'll have the, the Chelsea fan cast tin foil hat award of the week for the most bollocks story and nonsense that comes out hey who knows it may all be true for all we know what do i know um where was i uh yes of course the other thing about the europa league is that um it is of course a route into the champions league if we win it uh and you know given how good city were this year and they will improve because they will buy there's a very good chance, horrific though it may sound, that Liverpool might not just win the Champions League, which will enable them to buy good players as well, but they may carry on in their progression, as may Spurs. Bottom line, and Man United, you know, if Mourinho sticks around, you can never write them off. So it could be very difficult for us to win the league again next year. Can I just it say... It might actually be more... Fe no, you can just wait till they've finished. Uh, it might be more feasible for us to get into the Champions League by winning the Europa League, which kind of mitigates against playing the youth and not taking it seriously, doesn't it? Alex? Oh, uh, I'll speak now then. Okay. <laughs> um, I was just saying that you were saying about Liverpool continuing their progression. If you're saying that, I don't know if it was you that said it, that Conte can't manage a cup competition, I don't think Klopp can manage a league competition. Mm, well, let's hope so. But do you think? Do you think we might have to take it seriously? I mean, the premise of my point is this: it's going to be bloody hard to win the league, given what we know. So, therefore, it might be a good idea to take the Europa League seriously to find, you know, an easier path, if you like, into the Champions League next year. Do you I think, think there's some merit in that. Yeah, and I think we will take it seriously. 
I will. I'll be, is I'll, that it? I'll be at every home yeah, game. No, no, I think we will. I don't think for one second the club is going to throw the kids out. It depends on the group draw we get given. If we get given a total load of arse in a backwaters of nowhere, then yeah, they might put kids out. But I don't, I don't think they're going to specifically set out to say we're going to use squad players for this competition. I think if it warrants a first team, they will put a first team out. I, th- I think they will take the competition seriously. Because like you say, it's now at the point, because United did it last year, where you have to maximise your chances of getting in the Champions League because you need the money. So you'd be, an, you'd be an idiot if you didn't take it seriously as a second secondary route in. Anyway, I've just had a great idea that we should sell the club. Raymond should sell the, cl- the club to Donald Trump, presuming he's not in prison by then. And then, then we can have, uh, you know, then we can have a really nefarious owner, and we can have a slogan. The, the Nike branding people can have a new slogan on uh, on on the hotel and across the uh, the stadium billboards. Instead of expect thrilling since 1905, they can say make Chelsea great again. How about that? <laughs> By the way, do, do you know that they've got a, um, a sleeve sponsor now, Chelsea, for the next uh, yeah. five years, Hyundai. So they it should be Kleenex, really, shouldn't it? <laughs> Very good, Chidge. I can exclusively reveal that Willy Caballero is in the provisional World Cup squad for Argentina. I just thought I'd let you know Fuck, that. I, I thought you were going to say he was in the provisional team for Saturday. I nearly fell off my chair, Clayton. Did Conte I'm, right I'm, I'm, I, I'm telling you, he is in that provisional team. It's not Did the Conte clown squad. You sure it's not the Coke of the clown squad? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, quite anyway. interesting, is it? Because of all the absolute crap that followed on Wednesday night, nobody mentioned the goal that they scored. No, what was he doing? Yeah, I agree. I agree. He was fouled. I'll give him that, but yeah, we well, shouldn't have been there to be well, fouled. And, but William was fouled on the way up to it as well. So I know. Well, that, let's not even get started yeah, on no, Lee no, Mason. No, we don't no, have exactly. long enough show. Guys, guys, guys! It's gone. We can't turn time back. Was that song? If I could turn back time, do your best share impersonation, Alex. <laughs> That's, that doesn't sound like Alex, but it works for me. Right, enough enough talking about Chelsea and football. We're going to talk about something far more important now because, as you will all know, the uh, the uh, football blogging awards are upon us uh, and the awards night is on Thursday, uh, a very glam do at Alexandra Palace. Sadly, there are two reasons why I will not be there. One is, I'm sorry, I'm going to say this. I have to say this. You let us down. You did not vote enough for us. So we didn't get nominated to the best podcast. I cannot believe that we didn't. Because I've seen who's in there, and they're all no marks. So I can't understand how we... And none of the big hitters like us, the Anfield Rap, you name it, are in there. So I reckon I reckon that Cambridge Analytica hacked the uh, the best football podcast vote. That's what I reckon happened. But that being said, I therefore now officially forgive you all... Um, the other reason, of course, is that because I love you all so much, we are actually doing the Love Sport Radio show on Thursday night, so I can't go to the Football Blogging Awards, which I would have done even if I hadn't been nominated, as in fact we weren't. But there are two people uh, who clearly uh, we take ownership of uh, who have been nominated, and of course the first one is uh, the wonderful Hian, uh, Hion Carbis, who's uh, been nominated for, nominated for Best Young Football Blogger. And, of course, Heon writes for the Chelsea Fancast website, edits it, in fact, and looks after all the people that write for it. Uh, and the other person, of course, is no lesser person than the delightfully wonderful Alexandra Churchill, also known as the girl who likes balls, who has uh, been nominated for uh, Best New Blog. 
So they're both going to be there. You're going to be there, aren't you, Alex? I am, yeah. I'm going to be sitting at the same table, as we said before. Um, very exciting. Mm. So uh, you don't really know anything about it, do you? Do you want me to tell you what it's like? Yeah, because I haven't got a clue what I'm letting myself in for, so if you could... <laughs> I have no idea because they've. I've never. I mean, this is the first time they've. They're holding it at Alexandra Palace, so uh, it could be very, very okay. different. But I mean, yeah. I mean, at least you've got a Chelsea, uh, a Chelsea table, which will be nice. Usually, I've sat. Actually, that, that, I, I did sit. Uh, well, whenever I've gone, I think the only year I haven't won it was last year. Uh, I think. Well, no, that can't be right. We've won it two out of four, four, five times. Maybe I can't remember. Anyway. Uh, I remember when I won. You kind of know you've won because you 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 tend to sit with other winners, but they may do it all differently this year. So don't take what I say as red because it could be completely different. But it's a great it's a great a great do. You know you've got loads of other people like us there, but for other clubs it's actually quite a matey type thing. And you know free beer, free champagne. You know gotta like it. So, uh, but that's that's all by the by. Um, go and network. Fly the Chelsea fan. Keep the Chelsea fan cars flag flying high, Alex mm-hmm. and uh, Hion. But, um, you know, on behalf of uh, all of our listeners, no doubt, I, 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 and, and the guys here as well, I wish you both huge luck. Bring the bloody trophy home, you two, all right? We will try. We will at least put in more mm. effort than most of our players and our manager yesterday. Which would, not be, it, which would not be difficult. No, that's why I'm <laughs> no, and, setting and you, the bar low. And, and uh, you know, remember to take this adage with you on the awards night uh remember that chelsea are the best the best uh, behaved supporters in the land when we win but we're a right bunch of bastards when we lose just just you know have those those words ringing in your ears so i expect you to punch out whoever wins it if you don't excellent right? will do now look in all seriousness have a great time i know you'll enjoy it. he on he on knows the score he uh, uh he you know he was a, he was at an awards do i think we he was at the last one we were both at and we both didn't win you know, Anfield Rap won the podcast one because I've got millions of cultish listeners, and uh, Heon was pit for the post too. So Heon's Heon's got his second nomination, and he was there, so he knows the ropes. Alex, stick with Heon, and you'll be all right, okay? Excellent. But don't lead him into any of your bad habits. He's a young lad. Gonna you know, get he's him, an impressionable lad. Get him shit faced on gin. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> uh, but listen, you two. No, seriously, look, really, really enjoy it. Have a great time. And we really hope... We, oh, I know what I was going to say, because we're probably going to be on... What time does it kick off? Do you know? Uh, I think the, the initial reception starts at 6.30, VIP reception or something, at 7-ish, I want to say. It's over by 11 anyway, so it, it will be in the gap when you're on air. So yes to that, bringing us up thing. If we can well, pick up, I'm sure we, we will. Yeah, we're going to do it. We're going we're gonna to get you both on air different times, even though you'll be on the same table because uh, then we can string it out a bit so we want we want live reporting from the football blogging awards from uh, alex and he on on thursday i can keep in text message contact with you and then we can ring you and uh we can get a report of what's going down uh which should probably be a lot of gin if i know you alex god willing yes well look i'm gonna say good luck uh jonathan clayton have you anything to add no just good luck i hope, I hope you win it Thank you. Yes, Thank simple. you on behalf of Leon as well. I have great confidence in your uh, abilities and uh, success. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. There we have it. You know what? Unless it's unless it's rigged by Cambridge Analytica again, 
or you're up against somebody who just has millions of, of listeners, followers, readers, call it what you will. I, I think uh, I, I can't I can't speak for Heon at all because I don't quite know that market so well. But I, I think you've got a chance, Alex. I don't think I was around to canvas enough because I was out. Yeah. While I was all in like yeah, West but we, Texas. Were, we were doing it. We would we were doing it on your behalf. But the thing is, your blog goes far and wide. You know, you've got it on. You know, we ain't got no history. Lots of us all put your blog out, and I think you attract other people to it too. And I, I remember the times when we won it when we didn't have competition that was too stiff, to be honest. But I would like get you know I would put it on my personal Facebook page, get friends and family to vote as well. And I see I saw you do that. So. You never know; it might make a bit of difference. But either way, listen. If you know, best of British luck. Hope you bring it home. If you don't, you're not fired. Okay, you still got you still got a job here. <laughs> don't worry. No, we won't hold it against you. Unpaid job with the fancast. Be cool. No, no. You've got exactly. You've still got an unpaid job with no benefits. Uh, not even any fringe benefits with the fancast because we will still love you. All right, enough of all that nonsense. Good luck for these guys. And we'll be speaking to them li- on, on the show live. So actually, you know, if, if you don't like listening to the Love Sport Radio Show because it's full of boring shit that me and Jonathan speak, if you listen in on Thursday, you'll get live reporting as it happens from the Football Blogging Awards, courtesy of Alex and Heon. So how about that? Anyway, after this very short break, we've got a couple of emails for Jonathan to read out, which I think will spark some debate. We will see you in a second. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea Footballfancast.com. Right, welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge, and uh, we're nearly there. The home leg of the home straight, should I say, of the penultimate Monday night Chelsea fancast of the season. And of course, in our usual tradition, we finish it off with an email or two, don't we, Jonathan? Yes, and here they are. Shall I read them out? Yes, please. Good idea. Matt Jazz Homar. Hello, Matt Jazz. You're a sweet chap. Good. <clears throat> uh, hello, Chid. Hello, Chid Jidge. Yes, but, uh, oh, God, I've had too many teeth. Too many teeth. Um, uh, hello, hello, hello. Uh, yes. Uh, here we go. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Sounds like he's doing a Prince Charles impression. He's very like that Prince. Charles. He sounds like he yeah. sounds like Roly Barkin from the from the Fast Show. Yes, it was. <laughs> oh, this is my Prince Charles. He's a bit more like that. That's very to. good. Thank you very much. It's not bad at all, is it? Yes. All right, thanks. Anyway, uh, yes, uh, Matt Charles, how are you? Let me see. Hello, Chidge, JK, and the rest of the squad. Hello, Matt Jazz. I hope you're all very well. I am, thank you. I won't write a long email this time because a lot has been said about this season. I just have two things to add. One of them I agree with you completely, Matt Jazz. I really don't have a soft spot for Courtois. Moi non plus. I would, that means me neither. I would love to see Jan Oblak at the bridge. The kid is worth every penny. I've been watching him since he was 15 years old when he was a goalie for my local club. I spoke with him a couple of times but when he wasn't a world-known world known goalkeeper yet. Now it's almost impossible to reach him. Keep up the good job with the fan cast. Mondays without your show 
a like Mercedes without the badge. Oh, that jazz, lovely. This year, it will be 20 years since I've been following the Blues. Bravo. I fell in love when Chelsea won against Real Madrid in August in the Super Cup. Love, sorrow and excitement. That's, yeah, that's, that's a football fan. This is all you get in a Chelsea package. Yep. It is not just supporting. It is a lifestyle. Take care, all of you. Best regards from Slovenia. Yours, Matt Jazz. Matt Jazz, I salute you for a lovely mail. Brilliant. Brilliant. It's not just supporting. It's a lifestyle. Yes. Yes, Matt Jazz. Um, I agree completely. I don't have a soft spot for Courtois either, as I've said. What do you think, uh, Goalie, what do you reckon, Clayton, to um, Courtois? Can you dissect him as a goalkeeper for us? I keep telling you, when he's gone, you'll be sorry. Nobody likes him and nobody's got a good word to say about him. But when he's gone, you'll know what a good goalkeeper he was or okay. is. Okay. Uh, and that's, just... that's all I have to say. Yeah, yeah that's good. I'm, that's not, good. I'm, not, that. I'm not saying that, there's, that he's the best goalkeeper in the world, but he's very good. And I think goalkeepers are... Difficult to replace. Um, I've, uh, you know, hello Matt Jazz. Nice to hear from you. Um, I don't, I don't have any problem. I mean, if we replaced him uh, with O Black, that would be, you know, that would be good because O Black is a very, very good goalkeeper. But I just, I don't. I mean, I, I do know why he's not popular. Is because you know he keeps talking about Madrid and this, that, and the other. But you know, yesterday proved again what a really good goalkeeper he is. I mean, you know, if you, if you look at one person who came out of yesterday with any credit whatsoever, it was Courtois. Completely let down by his defence or not defence, as there wasn't anything there. Uh, kept us in it. I noticed that he had a voice because he shouted. Yeah, he was getting really angry, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, I, I like that. It was good to see that. But as you know, I have no appreciation of what is a good goalkeeper. Um, well, you do. You know, you know what a good goalkeeper is, and you know. No, no, I, was, I was hoping that Caballero would be selected regularly, and then, <laughs> and then subsequently, all, all his his Coco the Clown behaviour made me realise that I was being completely ridiculous. Um, but yes, yes, I uh, I understand what you're saying, but uh, I'd like somebody with a bit more personality. Anyway, <laughs> what do you want, a Miss World model? <laughs> no, that's a that. That's a girl, probably with large breasts. No, I'm after... Uh... You said you wanted somebody with a bit more personality. Do you know what I think? Yeah. I think that Clayton's right. I think he's a bloody good goalkeeper. But here's the thing. Are you eating? It doesn't matter who you are. You're eating. I know, I'm sorry, I was stuffing chocolate. I know, but I didn't expect to have to butt in. But, oh, okay. you know, you, you riled me I up so much I felt compelled yeah, so, to say something. Okay. You did. Yeah. You forced me to speak, Jonathan. <laughs> I would never have spoken if it hadn't been for you forcing me to speak. No, I agree with Clayton. I think he's he is a he is a superb goalkeeper. But here's the thing: doesn't matter who you are, if you don't want to play for this club, bugger off. You know, it's simple. Don't care who you are. You have, if you if you want to play for this club, then you give everything. You give a hundred percent, and you want to be here. If you don't want to be here, then there's no point in you being here. And it's the same with managers. It's the same with footballers, and it's the same with owners, board members, supporters. You name it. Okay, it's that simple. I don't. So I don't. Rather I be don't disagree. But when has he said he doesn't want to be here? Well, that's my point. I, I, I'm not saying that he has, but I'm saying that if that's how he feels, if he wants to go to Madrid, then it's best he goes. But, frankly, um, you, you know, I have some time for the fact that he's not making any of these comments or anything based on football. He's a very frustrated young man who doesn't get to see his children, and. That's why he talks about Madrid because that's where they are, and 
if that can be sorted out away from football, then he won't go. Um, well, pending him being... He should man up. He should man up like me, Alex. I don't get to see my wife all week because I have to do a podcast. <laughs> hang on, hang on, on, hang on, on a Monday second. Nights. Earlier on, we were discussing the fact that we were going to be selling him because the club was falling apart. And we were going to be... <laughs> Actually, he's going to be a new owner in, in the new owner of the club in the consortium with Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, the make che- the make Chelsea great again campaign. Yeah. That's Trump, going to happen. The Trump Tebow, um... make noses big again <laughs> campaign slogan. Make make noses cross again, right? Oh, um, he makes me cross every week, mate. Every week. No, he was good against Liverpool, right? Apart from that week, yeah. Um, this is the second one from Andrew Self. Not the Andrew Self, is it? Anyway. Um, hello, Chidge and the Fancast crew. Been listening for quite a few years. Not sure. Not sh- oh, I'll start again. Been listening for quite a few years. Not sure how long. But I recall finding the Chelsea Fancast podcast when I was living in Oslo back in around 2009, 2010. Can't quite remember exactly. But frankly, who cares? Very well expressed, yeah. Over the last few months, not only have I been thinking about the lack of leadership in the Chelsea team, I know we've talked this one to death over the season, but I wonder if you, JK, and others have views on why there are no real leaders in English football at the moment. Gone are the days of JT, Lamps, the Drog, etc. at Chelsea, but other Premier League teams appear to have lost their leaders too. Ferdinand at United, Slippy Steve at Liverpool immediately come to mind. I can only really think of company at Man City currently. Is it that teams now are designed around the creative elements and consider the leader as being surplus to requirements? Or are we simply in a current period of no real leaders in teams? Thanks and the last 10 years of podcasts. Here's to 10 more. Andrew Self. Thank you, Andrew. That's lovely. A lovely sentiment. Uh, I think it's because of um, education. I think that... uh, Nobody has any uh, gumption anymore at speaking out or personality. It's all down to personality. It's like Courtois. He's got no personality. We need personalities. Um, I actually disagree with that. I think that Courtois has got a big personality. That's the trouble. He's got he a kept his trap shut and was a shrinking violet. It wouldn't yeah, be so much trouble. When he speaks afterwards, isn't he? When he speaks to the cameras on the pitch, he's like a church mouse, isn't he? He's as if he's a Trappist monk who's taken some kind of, of vow of silence when he's on the pitch. But uh, outside, he can't stop yattering away. Um, uh, it's a good point, isn't it? I, I, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think who the alternative is because Cahill has moments where you look as if he's got elements of personality but he's a bit restrained there isn't anybody in the Chelsea side at the moment is there I think it needs to come with with great skill doesn't it it needs to come with great ability because all of those people you mentioned all were not only were they big um, um, are they leaders but they had they were great players and so you need that really to go with it um, at Chelsea we haven't got the great players at the moment we've got uh, pretty good players. I mean, Louise is an example of personality, but he seems to have disappeared this season. Whether um, he's really injured or not, we will we will not know. Um, uh, but yeah, I, 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 I agree. It's um, they're not then we're not seeing them. I mean, look at City at the moment. Who have they got? It's yeah, it's, it's company. But if he's not there, uh, they're all a bit a bit faceless, aren't they really? Well, I do agree with Leon. Rudiger's very well spoken and very articulate and could be a leader oh, in the future. Right. Yes, yes, good stuff. 
I mean, yeah. he spoke really, really well about um, because he got quizzed a lot when we first got him based on all that racism that he suffered in Italy, yeah. like the yeah. public public floggings he took off of the fans, and he spoke so well on it. Um, yeah, he's he's got the demeanour, but maybe he just needs to be more settled in the team. And I think he does. What I think was was happening. He was excellent against Liverpool, wasn't he? Really fantastic. And he's uh, he's so quick as well. Um, and uh, and I thought, well, that's it. We'll see him for the rest of the season. And no. He didn't play at the weekend, did he? Which was once again peculiar. That's the um, problem, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, do you want to hear my theory? Yeah, come on, Chid, give us your theory. Come on. My, my my theory. By by the way, Andrew is in Mixler, as was Matt Jazz earlier. So nice to hear from you, chaps. Thanks for sending in the emails. We we love getting them, as you know. My theory is that. It's all to do with fluorid- fluoridation and an excess of oestrogen in the water supply. Yes, yes. So that's why so many men are growing breasts. That's why. Yeah. Well, some of, I mean, I think when you get over 50, you start growing breasts as a man. If my, if my experience is anything to judge by, I can't speak for you and Clayton, obviously. But, <laughs> well, you two you know. are going into keys and grey territory here. There's going to be some... Fun. No, 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 no. Far from it. I'm talking about no, 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 no. I'm talking about moobs. Yeah, I, I know you are, but mate, you're going to get some bra burner come on and start on you. I've got your back. Don't worry. I've I think I think J- I like, JK. I like burners. I've got pecs, by the way. I've got pecs. JK hit the nail on the head when he basically why there aren't so many leaders is because everybody is being molded. Everybody's too compliant. None of these guys, none of these footballers think for themselves anymore. They're all told to do this, to do that. And there's no single mindedness because they, yeah, because they just don't want anybody to, 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 to not follow the norm. And that's why you've got a lack of leaders, I think. And I also, I, I don't mean this in a, a sort of a jingoistic way, but I just wonder whether it's the fact that there's so many overseas players in our league now um, that there's no there's no feeling of belonging at clubs anymore. You know, everybody's so transient. They're, they're in and then they're out. So maybe it's a lot to do with that as well. I just wonder as well, actually, Clay, I mean, to, to, to up the tone as opposed to lowering it as I'm oft, oft to do at this section of the show. You know, I had a very interesting discussion with a, with my bestest chum, actually, last night at the gig. And, you know, he works uh, in higher education, so he, he knows a lot of uh, young'uns. And I, I was saying, well, you know, I was moaning about the millennials, but basically was saying along the lines of that, you know, our generation question everything particularly authority you know we never ever take anything as read you know we always question always challenge basically and that's what I was brought up to do most of my friends and most people I know are the same but I I wondered and asked him you know is as Jonathan and Clayton were alluding to in a sense that, that maybe kids just don't do that anymore maybe they accept things a bit more uh, he said that I was talking absolute rubbish. So knowing him, he's cleverer than me. So he's probably right. But, uh, but don't I do like the idea, Clayton. I do like the idea, Clayton, of um, the fact that it, a lot of overseas players, lack of belonging, all a bit mercenaries. There could be that. But I don't know. I think I think leadership is something that you're born with. You're either a leader or you're not. You can't make leaders. It's part of your personality. It's part of your characteristics. And you know, for whatever reason, I think Andrew's right. There's a distinct lack of them in 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 certainly the English game at the moment. But uh, Alex, sorry, you wanted to say I was just going to say that as well that they have it conditioned out of them. They're they're going through all this social media training now, and um, 
sort of talking to the press training that I think it tell me that someone sat John Terry down at the age of 17 and taught him how to how to talk in front of the camera without offending anybody and gave him PR lessons they just kicked him out there for an interview after the game and I do think that they're becoming quite political the way they come out and they speak after games and they don't speak from the heart they're speaking with image in mind and and they're on their social media yeah, but, but, with but, but, image but, 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 in mind. And we're I talking just, about... if they had personality, it's being conditioned out of them. Yeah, they're, all they're right. I, I agree with that. Entire, I agree with that entirely. But what about what about on the pitch, Alex? That's what we're talking about. Where's the leadership characteristics, the personality on the pitch? I think that's what Andrew's also yeah. alluding to. I think that's possibly even more important. Yeah, but do you think that that carries over? That they're they're all like if they're if they're told to constantly be thinking about how they present themselves and how they look and not to piss anybody off off the pitch. Do you think that that's something as a footballer they take they're taking? No, over no, I don't. I think I think there's I think there's enough separation there. I really do. You know because. I, I know about the media training because I've interviewed modern footballers as, as 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 well as you know older generation footballers, and they are media trained to an inch of their lives. But there's you know that's part of an aspect of their job. Mm. Their main job is going on a pitch and then being a leader. And I think there's something you know broader and wider afoot. I think than that. Perversity. You know, and I I want sorry sorry JK go on mate. I'm going to say I just wonder whether in fact this is. Uh what Conte's big problem was at the beginning of the season, that he wanted to get um, players with personality and uh, um, and uh, um, big status to buy them to play for Chelsea. Because um, all the people he was connected with were all very big personalities. Um, and uh, the club refused to do that. And so that was one of the reasons why he then decided that he wasn't interested. Because all the other people he was, related, uh, he was um, linked to were... Uh, were very, very big leaders. You know, Bonucci, very, very big character. Um, but the interesting thing, the interesting thing about that, Jonathan, is that you know, Conte is nothing if not an autocratic manager. You know, you say what he does. You, he directs you to do everything that you have to do, and if you don't follow his diktat, then you know, you, you you're blanked. And yeah, but may, you maybe. know, Mourinho, Mourinho, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Mourinho is the same. But what what what's weird about that is that Mourinho also managed. A, a, a team at Chelsea with more leaders in that team than I have ever seen, and yet the irony of that is that it was those because because they were leaders and they had those personalities, they got rid of most of the other managers afterwards. So it's quite weird, isn't it, Clayton? No, but I think you make a good point because I think that maybe Conte was trying to buy players to make sure that his message was delivered on the pitch. Can I just say as well that I've spoken to someone who I won't say where they work at Chelsea, but they've worked long enough to have worked under Conte and under Mourinho and to not be like, I'm not talking about a cook in the canteen or whatever, to say that the big, 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 big difference between the two is that at least Mourinho was fun to work for. He drove you hard. He wanted absolutely 100% out of you and he never let up. But he didn't make it miserable, and that's the difference. Yeah, that's exactly what I've heard. Is that uh, Conte is completely miserable all the time? I was told that last week by someone. Well, even even last season. No, uh, no, no. This season. This season. Yeah. This season. Absolutely. Which, which, base, which basically is... tells a tale, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. Tells Nothing good. It does indeed. Tale. 
It does indeed. Right, we've got to go home, or at least I have. Well, I'm home already, but that's beside the point. Uh, brilliant emails, as always. Uh, very well read by Mr. Kidd. Uh, the check is in the post, as always, Jonathan. Uh, right. Um, oh, yes, yes. Lies, lies, and damn lies. Anyway, we love receiving your emails, as uh, as you know. And, oh, on that very point, Paul Robertson, uh, Jonathan's best mate, uh, he did send one in, but you missed the cut. But I will make sure we read it out, if only to wind Jonathan up some more in our last Monday show of the season. But uh, yeah, last show next week of the season on a Monday. So if you want to get an email in, you better bloody hurry up. All right. Otherwise, you know, I don't think I can remember to hold them over for two months. But there you go. Uh, anyway, you know what to do. Write them and then send them out by Monday morning. Absolute latest, if you can. Uh, Sunday would be preferable. And you send them to ChelseaFanCast at gmail.com. Right, uh, that's all we've got time for this week, I'm afraid. Uh, We will be back next week, uh, Monday the 21st of May at 7 o'clock, live on Mixler for our final, final Monday FanCast of the whole season. What a shame. We will shed a tear or three. Uh, But uh, hopefully we'll be looking back at another FA Cup trophy. Okay, here's a quick pop quiz for you all. I'll ask you all in rotation... Uh, or because I can't see you, so there's no point you putting your hands up. But Jonathan, how many FA Cup trophies have we won now? Uh, Two thousand nine hundred and fifty-seven. Um, uh, 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 seven. Mm, I think that's right, actually, Clayton. Seven. Yeah, I reckon that's right, Alex. Yeah, it's seven. Unless we've won it since Sevens. 2012 and I've forgotten about it. It's seven because I remember the <laughs> no. yeah, the pictures with the fingers being held up and everything. It's definitely seven. So if we win it on Saturday, it would be our eighth. But more to the point, I think that that puts us uh, level... No, we will go a clear of Spurs, I think, in trophies one, which means we will be the third highest uh, trophy winners in this country behind I think Liverpool first no Man United and then Liverpool and then it'll be us so you know it's important Conte it's not all about you son it's about us too go and do it anyway hopefully we'll be talking about how the cup was won uh, and we might just have a dip back and look into the whole season as a to look back at the season as a whole if we fear that we're getting too happy on the show uh, if we if we lose the cup final, we'll go into granular detail to everything that made us miserable for the whole season, I promise you. So that'll be one not to miss, won't it? Uh, anyway, luckily, I'll be joined by uh, Jonathan to lighten the mood, and of course, the wonderful Dan Silver, and the wonderfully erudite Liam Toomey, who I, I'm, I'm, he's becoming one of my favourite people, JK. He's always so knowledgeable, isn't he? Oh, fantastic. Brilliant. He is indeed. So there we go. Me, Jonathan, Dan and Liam on the show, the last show of the season on a Monday next week. And now before that, of course, I'll be recording the final Kerry Dixon show of the season as well uh, with the one and only Kerry Dixon, who uh, I know is becoming Bonnie Rig Blue's favourite bloke. And he's giving it both barrels at the moment. What, mate? No, it's just me feeding back. I'll just ignore that. Uh, anyway, yeah, so Kerry Dixon Show this Thursday, hopefully, and uh, make sure you download and listen to that uh, on Acast, Apple, SoundCloud, et al. when I put it up. Hopefully I'll have time to you this week. It's going to be pr- pretty f- pretty frantic. Um, now, uh, what else have we got? Oh, yes, I know. This Friday, this Thursday... Right, I'm going to mute that because something very weird's happening. Right. 
Anyway, this Friday, uh, no, sorry, not Friday, I keep saying Friday, this Thursday, uh, between 7 o'clock and 9pm, we'll be doing the Chelsea Fancast for Love Sport Radio, of course, with me, Clayton and Jonathan, and we'll be talking all things Chelsea. Uh, Of course, the best thing is, is that all you have to do is phone in and join in the show and the discussion and the debate. There's so many people phoned up last week, it was great fun. The more people that phone up, the more and better the show is. We love it. Uh, and the number to call, of course, is 0208 70 20 558. And we will, of course, remind you of this before Thursday. And don't forget, it's broadcast on 558 AM and on your digital uh, stations, DAB radio. Uh, and, of course, you can listen to it on the website, which is lovesportradio.com. And if you've got a, a, an app on your phone, you can listen to it on Radio Player or tune in. It's all good stuff. Now, uh, follow the show on Twitter at Chelsea Fancast. Me at Stanford Chidge, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, uh, Clayton at Goalie59, and Alex at CFCGWLB. There you go. The CFC, the girl he likes balls, basically. And, of course, check out the website, ChelseaFancast.com. Many thanks again to Heon uh, for corralling all the Chelsea Fancast bloggers and for... Uh, Basically, putting up some great content and good luck to uh, good luck to Heon uh, at the Football Blogging Awards next uh, Thursday. Uh, we'll be thinking of him and cheering and hearing from him on the show, and of course Alex as well. We're very hopeful that they will both bring home a trophy. So there you go. That's about it, I think. Um, uh, Alex, yeah, I just said good luck on Thursday. We will be absolutely rooting for you, and we look forward to speaking to you live on Love Sport Radio about it. Go on, let JK do his live thing. Live. 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 It's live. There you go. Good luck for you, Alex. Thank you you for joining us tonight. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant having you on the show as usual. Uh, Clayton, Clayton, Clayton. Of course, we're going to be. We actually get to see Clayton on Thursday, which I cannot wait to see him. With my non. With my vegetarian sweets. I just thought I'd come along with a couple of packet sweets. Just seems like too much bloody hard work now. (laughs) Yeah. I know. That's quite yeah, great bad. to see you. Yeah. yeah, good. Enjoyed it. Been great fun. Thanks for this good. season. Good stuff. Good luck on uh, Thursday, no, Alex. <laughs> Lovely to have you on board with us as always, Clayton. I look forward to seeing you and when we reconvene on Thursday on Love Sport Radio. Jonathan, you've been brilliant as always, mate. I look forward to seeing you on Thursday, of course. I'll be there, Chidge. I'll be there. We'll clear that here, man. Clear down. <laughs> And hopefully, hopefully lots and lots and hopefully lots and lots and lots of callers. 0208 70 20 558. That's the number to call if you want to speak to us on Thursday evening. We really, really look forward to it and hopefully hearing from a few of you too. Now, thank you for listening, especially you lot out there on Mixler uh, who have been brilliant all season and I hope will be brilliant again uh, next Monday night. But thanks for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chills. Oh, Up the chills! <laughs>It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.